And good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. An early start to today's show. It's a long story. I got things to do, places to be, places to. I don't know. I got. That's. I got. I got to run out to Owings Mills. We're uh, hosting an event at the Stevenson University for USA Volleyball. Appreciate. Please bring the music down a little bit. Thank you. Appreciate that. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us as he is every Friday. Good morning, sir. Every Friday, the rest of my life. The rest of your life. Yep. Man, yep. that is quite the commitment. <laughs> quite the commitment. Well, unless making. I have a doctor's appointment or physical therapy, you know, um, or, a col- or, or a colonoscopy. Or a colonoscopy, yeah. If that's the case, then you won't make it. Otherwise, you're going to be here. Well, it's good to see you, sir. Thank you for coming in and hanging out with us. It is a weird, wonky show today, but it is a loaded show today. Today's show is brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to be joined by Orioles infielder Taryn Vavra. Taryn's done a really cool thing um to lift up the fight against cancer this month we're gonna let him tell us a little bit more about it and of course a tough week for the orioles they're gonna hope to bounce back this weekend against the boston red sox we'll talk to him about all of that uh jackson holiday perhaps you've heard of him orioles number one overall pick he's currently with the delmarva shorebirds he's gonna check in with us this morning as well um we're going to get you seg- segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show from this week at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tyus Bowser Show, every other Tuesday, basically. We're going to move a couple of them around this season. You can find out more by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. But the Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership with PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Grill. And we had a great week this week at Guilford Hall Brewery on September 20th. We will be at Skip Jackson Middle River with Tyus and a special guest. Do we get free um, grills for being this, on the show? Uh, the funny part about that is the answer might be yes, but uh, when when you say we, it it, it, it might be me. Oh, okay. So, All so, right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry to, to be the one. Don't to they know who I am? I, we, should, we should see. I tell you what, I'll put in a word. I'll put in a word for you, sir. Oh, right. I think they were trying to get Tyus one. Maybe we can swing his over to you. Maybe we I'm, can say, I'm, hey, Tyus, I'm cool. hey, you really need a grill. You really, <laughs> I think you're going to be all right. Remember that extension you signed? You can get your own, right? Um, anyway, yeah, we'll get you the segment three of the Tyus Bowser Show with Justin Houston a little bit later. Also, had the opportunity to catch up with Mike Tannenbaum, the former NFL GM. He will be on the call for Ravens Jets for ESPN Radio. So uh, we will catch up with him. And speaking of the Jets, their tight end, Lawrence Cager, Calvert Hall alum. I can see where he played football from this window right here. I can see the field where he played in high school. Now uh, he switched positions. He's playing tight end for the Jets. And he will join us a little bit later on as well. That is a packed show. Busy, busy show, Stan. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm just going to pose the question as directly as I can. Was this the end for the Baltimore Orioles as far as the play, their playoff hopes are concerned? I don't think it was the end. It was a. It was a. It was a sign. It was to me a little bit of a sign how un, unprepared the club really was to make a, a serious playoff run this year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to have to have the misfortune of having your your quote unquote veteran 
head of titular head of your pitching staff go down with a an ailment mm-hmm. where in the doubleheader you end up with Michael Bauman and Keegan Aiken as your starting pitchers against that offense, um, you know, was a sign. And and I'll tell you what I really didn't like. I didn't like the Tyler Wells game. I, I didn't like – I didn't mind piggybacking him with Kramer. But why would you take a guy that's been as solid as Kramer and take him – and he didn't pitch poorly. He had one bad mm-hmm. inning. But why would you take him out of the lead role and, and just because they, they sort of said – well, we weren't we weren't Wells to be in the role that he was comfortable with. He hadn't been in any role for six weeks. I, I, I look, you score one run, you're not going to win any games. Right. So that's the difficult part about looking back and second guessing this decision is that ultimately they scored one run. They weren't going to win the game no matter what they did. But it was puzzling from the moment they announced it, just to say. I get where you are. You need to get these innings, and because you, and would, you don't want to use up your bullpen, well, you had decided to go all in the night before. You right. had decided to just throw caution to the wind and treat the night before like a playoff game, and say we'll figure it out tomorrow. So somehow you're going to have to get through the innings. So here's a creative way we can do it. Tyler Wells was going to pitch at AAA tonight. Instead, let's have him pitch major league innings and go from there. I I'll never understand why you do that with Dean Kramer. Like if you want to have Tyler Wells available to you in the bullpen if necessary that night. And if not, he's got to throw a simulated game the next day. Whatever it is that you got to do, fine, right? Like, go ahead and do that. Have Tyler Wells available to you if necessary. But Dean Kramer had pitched well against the Blue Jays of late and had been pitching well in general of yeah. late. I didn't, And I would say very well, yes. not just well, you know. I, I didn't get it at all. But again, the difficult part being yeah. they scored one run. Yeah. Like, they weren't winning that game. That They just weren't. They so, weren't. To get back to your basic question, though, is this the end? No, it's not the end. The reason is very simple. We still have, what, is it six games left with Toronto? Toronto. So if the Orioles were to go 5-1 and in those six games, they they would pick up what they just lost. What they can't do, Glenn, at this point in the season, they cannot have a lapse against the Red Sox. They play the Red Sox six more times. To me, we have to either sweep the Red Sox or go five and one against the Red Sox to really have a good uh, any real chance well, I mean, of it, tracking down the Toronto this Blue is, Jays. This is the point I was making yesterday. You can't play winning series at this point is no longer enough. Um, right. You got way too much to overcome in way too short an amount of time. You really have to win five out of every six, five out of every seven games you play. The Blue Jays thing doesn't give me a ton of hope, and not really. It, you can't overcome four and a half games in six games. It requires you to win all six, if that's the case. And that's not – this is baseball. That's not reasonable. Um, but, yes, to say that you could use the – if you can go somehow win five of those six, it's going to give you a shot. Absolutely, it's going to give you a shot. Practically, to me, it, it's over. I just think there's too much going on here. I get it. This is baseball. You know, crazy things happen. All of a sudden, you can feel a certain way one week that you didn't feel the week before. I understand all of those things. But the reality to me is that the offensive woes, combined with being four and a half games behind, combined with the fact that I just don't know. I didn't know at all that the pitcher can keep holding up this way to begin with. But now you've taxed your bullpen on top of it, and you have three bullpen arms that you trust. Three that you're willing to put into legitimate situations in baseball games. That combination of things, 
I just don't think practically I can say I think there's any path to overcome a four-and-a-half game deficit. It would, to me, have to occur someone utterly falling apart. One of these three teams just completely and totally having a Red Sox or Yankees-esque collapse. Who, who is your third team? I'm saying Orioles-Toronto. Tampa? Or no, you? I'm saying any of the three teams that are ahead of them. Seattle, Tampa, or Toronto. Okay. Well, Seattle, require... Seattle's schedule is so I, easy and that's what, after I, this weekend that I they're a I get lock. It. They're now, going to be number you one. You can argue that Toronto still has to play Tampa a few times, right. and so maybe there's room in there for them to fall apart a little bit. That's what I was going to suggest, is they still have – this is – we have no games left against Tampa, okay? Mm-hmm. We've got the six against Toronto, which is room for us to make up what we lost, you know, over the last couple of days, um, that we can make up those two games in there. They have three against Tampa, two against the Phillies, four against Tampa again, mm-hmm. and three against the Yankees. They have by far the tougher schedule down the, the this is Toronto they have the much tougher schedule is it probable to happen Glenn no but Earl Weaver always taught me that in September in a pennant race and we're in for all intents even though it's a wild card mm-hmm. race um, we're in a pennant race there are it's like a roller coaster there are peaks and there are valleys we hit a valley losing three out of four to t- Toronto Toronto, with their schedule, they don't figure to lose two out of three or really any of the games in Texas, but the games are in Texas. That's a road trip down there. Uh, but I I think it's still possible. Is it probable? No. Yeah. I, I To say any in – the, in the world where, of course, anything's possible until it's not, and it's far more possible that it is they're going to get in the Red Sox, who have not been mathematically eliminated yet. Sure. I just – the pragmatically, do I think there's a path forward at this point? No. Do I think that means they're going to roll over and they're going to stop trying? Of course not. Do I think that means that there couldn't be like some sort of magic scenario where they just they go to Toronto and they sweep the Blue Jays and suddenly things look completely different? Yes. I think it's possible. But I'm stretching the, the word possible there to cover up for the fact that I do think this was a critical series this week. And to your point about not being prepared, when one thing went wrong for them, it kind of collapsed them. They just had no margin for error built in in the, order to survive having one thing go wrong for them. The Lyle's uh, illness, and nobody's questioning his illness or no. anything like that, um, it, it showed, look, listen, Glenn, they're a year ahead of schedule. That, that's really what this is about when I say they're unprepared. I don't think in their wildest dreams they expected to be within two and a half games of a wild card spot. Of course not. On Labor Day weekend, you know. Of, so of, I'm not criticizing Mike Elias. I would have been just about every bit as unprepared for this as possible. Now we can go back to saying what should they have done, and we can revisit the. Yeah, they could have picked you know. up a starting. They could have picked, but it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been like they were picking up Carlos Rodan, Rodan no, of course you not. know, for the stretch run. They would have picked up somebody that was of the ilk 
of a Jordan Lyles, you know, and they would have had to give up a prospect for that. And we can debate whether or not, you know, I, one of the things that I had suggested around the deadline was could do, they do both things? Could they both be buyers and sellers? Yeah. Could I, they sell in order to make up for whatever they had to lose if they were going to buy? Could they say, hey, we think we have a surplus in the bullpen, but we could use something else here? Or Trey Mancini's contract is expiring, so we want to move on from it, but we have to acknowledge that we could also use something and find... I think there were ways to get creative at the deadline, and maybe they explored them. We you just you know, know it's funny we're talking about this, Glenn, because it, it, it's really funny. A week ago, what were we talking about? There, we were talking about this great surplus of starting, of pitching, starting pitchers. But for next year. And, and, and Yeah, but, but now when you start saying, well, who can we minus out of this next mm-hmm. year? I think we'd all agree to Spencer Watkins. It's not no. that big a loss to the starting rotation next year. Um, so anyway, um, here, here's the thing, Toronto of their 27 games, Glenn has 15 games against teams that are over 500. That's a, that's a lot of games. It Uh, is. It is. The Orioles have a tough schedule too. You know, (laughs) like I, it's a, I'm not, I don't want to try to portray it as hopeless. I'm not trying to say it's not worth watching or it's not worth going to the games this weekend or any of those things. Of, Of course, I would never say that. Go out to the games this weekend, support the Orioles, all of that. I just think practically this was there a move needed to be made this week. Four games at home in competition with the team that you're your closest compete comp, what the team you have the best chance of overcoming in this race. You needed to do something during the course of this week to drop three out of four. It's just very hard for me to see the path forward at this point. It's very difficult for me to imagine what it is they do. I guess they're still going to fire the Grayson Rodriguez bullet at some point. I assume that that I, I saw him pitch the other night. I went down to uh, Bowie on okay. on uh, two, was it Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah, Tuesday night looked fantastic. The first inning, like wow, this this guy, and the second inning. You know, I'm I'm just guessing a lat muscle is back here, you know, above okay. your shoulder, like below the neck. He everything he was throwing was up up, mm. like in the hitters' faces, mm. including a terrible wild pitch that wild pitched in a run, and he went those two innings. Now, would I prefer to have Grayson Rodriguez come into a game in the situation that DL Hall came into the other night? Yes. I mean, I think Grayson Rodriguez, for one inning in the major leagues, he's ready right now to help the team. So you'd say use him, bring him, have him available to you in the bullpen. Yes, I I would definitely do that. Um, I I tend to agree with that. And I even said the other day when they they announced kind of what they were doing, I kind of wondered aloud if, like, you effectively announced that you're basically bullpenning the rest of the way, that you're just trying to get through the innings. That you're just acknowledging we have a certain we have to get through the rest of this season. There's a certain number of innings that need to be pitched. However, we've got to do it. Who we got to piggyback with who in order to make this thing work? We're just going to do it. We're if we've got to go to a long reliever in the third inning, that's what we do. We treat every game now the rest of the way like it's a playoff game. We're not going to let innings eating be something that we're concerned about. If Jordan Lyles comes back and I guess he would pitch tomorrow night. 
Um, if Jordan, he's going to pitch Saturday. Yeah, yeah. If Jordan Lyles pitches tomorrow and he's in trouble in the fourth inning and it's a you know two one game, we're not going to say, well, hey, it'd be great if Jordan Lyles can get through seven innings tonight. We're going to say the hell with this. Bring Dylan Tate in, in the fourth inning and solve the problem. However, we got to solve it the next day. Treat every game the rest of the way like it's a playoff game and say we will have to whatever we got to do. We will figure it out and have somebody available that can give us some innings, and if that means that we have to make a move the next day, or if we've got to send Nick Vespi back down and expose him to waivers, we'll live with that. We don't think Nick Vespi is going to be the difference in whether or not this thing ultimately works as far as the rebuild is concerned. To me, the one thing I did like about that is it was a sign of, hey, we're playing playoff baseball now, and this is the way it's going to go the rest of the season. Every game is do whatever you have to do in order to try to win the game until it's unwinnable. Here's the the one little ray of hope for the Orioles at this point. Toronto, as I said, has 27 games left, 15 versus plus 500 teams. Um, the Orioles have 26 games, and 13 are against plus 500 teams. So they've got they've got two against the Washington Nationals, They've got three against the Detroit Tigers, and that that brings me back to the Red Sox. The Red Sox are teetering on totally falling apart right now. Mm-hmm. We've got them six oh, times. Yeah, sure. So if we sweep the Nationals, and let's say we win two out of three against Detroit, that's four out of those five, and then we win five out of six against Boston, that would put us in place in those 13 games against the Yankees, Houston, and Toronto, we'd have to win our share of them. But I'll bet we'd pick up – I'll bet we'd be in the hunt come that last weekend of the season when we play the Yankees and then Toronto to end the season. I, 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 hope, I hope that math works out. I hope you're on to something. I just don't – the offense – uh, all of these things to are say predicated. Can be done, they're all predicated on the. Now offense. tell me how they're scoring runs, yeah. right? Like yeah. now tell me how it is that I can believe they can consistently are going to score enough runs because they fired all the bullets. The they answer. Have. The answer is on this show today. Taron Vavra. Taron Vavra is the and answer. Jackson Holiday. Oh, they're going to call Jackson Holiday up. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, <laughs> that would be bold. <laughs> That would be quite bold. But they fight. The last weapon they had to fire was Gunnar Henderson. They fired it. Yep. Now what? Now it's just this is who you are. Yep. And I'm I, I'm not trying to be too down because I am still very appreciative and think it's amazing. And to your point, it's not over. I, I'm over. in agreement. It's. But, it, I'm just saying it's not over. It's. It's. It, the probability is probably pretty low. It's probably about what would you say? About eight percent. But the the one thing is those percentages can change. That's that's what Earl Weaver was saying when he goes, "You got peaks and valleys." Right now, we feel like we're in a valley. They got an eight percent chance to make the playoffs. If if we sweep Boston and they lose two out of three, all of a sudden we're back where we were, and now there's twenty one or twenty two games left, and we're back to being two and a half games out. That wouldn't feel so bad, would it? No, of course yeah. it wouldn't. So. You know, that would need to occur, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those things both. Have but those to, are those are reasonable to me. They're 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 reasonable. Yeah. Like in that again, I can't I can't say they won't happen. Betting that they will. I, 
I'm not usually, I'm not saying I would bet on the Orioles, but my heart is still pumping right. uh, some orange blood. I, you know? I, I, look, man, I'm not telling you I'm, I'm checking out or I'm not going to be watching or any of those things. Well, I'm, I won't be watching on Sunday, obviously, because they're playing at the same time as the Ravens are. But other than that, I'm going to be invested, and I might not be watching tonight because they're playing at the same time as Francis Tiafo. You know what? I take it all back. I'm not going to be watching. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've checked. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be watching. And if the game goes into know. extra innings on Sunday, if Tiafo is... Uh, oh, I've got the- a real problem because, you know, I'm yeah. hosting the postgame show now on 105.7 The Fan, and now i got to do it. In the past, when, when we did it over here, of course, it was just, hey, go for 45 minutes or so. Right. Now i got to do a two-hour postgame show over there. And there's no if Francis Tiafoe is playing in the U.S. Open final, oh, I'm trying to do a post game show. Yeah. I need to apologize already to Chuck Sapienza. I need to apologize already to everyone over there at 105.7 The Fan. Where How you about can, Rita? Uh, You're not going to no, apologize Rita's, to her. Rita's bailing on me on Sunday. Oh, she's, she's bailing going on to the game. She because her because her boyfriend lives up there. So she decided I'm going to go up to the game week one. I'll see you week two. It's just me, just me hanging out with you. But by the way, tonight, you can at 7 o'clock, you can listen to the Tyus Bowser Show on 105.7 The Fan. We appreciate that. That's a very cool thing that we're doing in partnership with them. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Stan, before we're joined by Jackson Holiday, just yeah. uh, your thoughts in general. We made our picks before the show started. But I just want to talk. It, there's been a weird Joe Flacco discussion in town this week where there are people that just say, hey, I want Joe to play well on Sunday. I just want the Ravens to win. And I understand the sentiment and I understand the emotions that Joe Flacco brings, right? And like this was, it's so difficult to talk about with someone who just says, well, Joe Flacco wasn't all that good. Yeah, you didn't watch quarterback play in Baltimore before Joe Flacco was here. You, You have just no idea what it is that you're saying. You're just saying things for the sake of it. And even if he wasn't, he still single-handedly, almost, led the Ravens to their second Super Bowl championship. You can say whatever you want about you know, his numbers, statistics, whatever you want to say. What you can't do is rewrite history and make it seem like the defense had anything to do with the Ravens winning a second Super Bowl. They won a second Super Bowl because Joe Flacco went off. Because he absolutely had the most insane stretch of football that we've ever seen you know, in the postseason, maybe ever. It was badass. He delivered the Baltimore Ravens the Super Bowl with help from Anquan Bolden and Dennis Pitt and Jacoby Jones. Like, those guys deserve some credit, too, but almost single-handedly from Joe Flacco. Uh, you, you won't hear me say uh, really a bad word. I think the, the only question is, did Joe, Joe Flacco, in his mind, gave his all to the Baltimore Ravens his entire career in Baltimore? To me... I would have liked to have seen Joe Flacco approximate the time put in by Tom Brady, you know, in terms of studying film. Would that have, would that have, that famous interception that he threw against the Steelers right there at the line where he misread the defense? Maybe he doesn't misread the defense. He, he was a, he, he, his name will go up in the, uh, the you know, he'll honor, be in the Ring of Honor. There's no question about it. I do not really want to see him humiliated this Sunday, nor do I think he will be. That's the interesting. I think he'll play a, an acceptable football game. I think the Ravens are the better squad. What I, what I struggle with, Stan, is when people say, well, I want to see Joe play well. I just want to see the Ravens win. My response back is, I don't know if I want to see Joe play well because, 
as much as I like Joe, and I do, I'll always like Joe. And yes, of course, a lot of people associate me with Joe because famously, the I'm the best quarterback in football thing, and so I I got some good run from Joe Flacco during my career, and I'm appreciative of that. But admittedly, that doesn't not if Joe Flacco plays well on Sunday, it impacts me or us or anybody around here zero starting on Monday. But if the Ravens defense doesn't play well on Sunday, which would kind of walk hand in hand with Joe Flacco playing well, then that impacts us. Then that makes us think about how they're going to do against the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill next week and how they're going to do in a couple of weeks when they have to face off against Josh Allen, who I'm not sure if you watched last night, looks like the best player in football. If the Ravens defense struggles against Joe Flacco, which they would kind of have to in order for Joe Flacco to play well on Sunday, then it's going to make us ask a lot of questions about the Ravens defense. And from a fan perspective, I don't want that. I don't want to be doubting the Ravens defense coming out of week one. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You're betwixt and between, right. you know, I look, I, I'm I not think Joe, against him. I'm not saying I hope he goes and throws six picks. I think, I think Joe will throw at least one significant pick in the game. And in my opinion, two, that does not mean that he'll be humiliated. Uh, look, he's at the end of the road of his career. You know, again, if you placed him with the Buffalo Bills or the um, um, the Rams, mm-hmm. I think he'd have a chance to win with those teams, win 11 or 12 games with those teams. He's not as good as Matthew Stafford. He's certainly not as good as Josh Allen. But I think he will play just poorly enough at the key moments against a Ravens defense, which will, under Mike McDonald, that will be a lot less predictable, and he'll be surprised a couple times uh, because they don't have a read on who's going to be coming the way you might have under a Wink Martindale. I, 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 I hope, you know, again, that's something that we're going to have to learn clearly, and I think part of the problem is we're still looking at an edge rush and an outside linebacker crew that is – very thin. I mean, extraordinarily thin. Um, this can I can I thank you publicly, by the way, for, for something? Uh, hang, letting me use your chair. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I trust me, Stan. I, I'm, I'm seventy I'm, years old. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that's still the last is, three. When 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 that's what we had. I'm gonna have to. By the way, thanks for the reminder. I got to email John and tell him I got to order another one. Right. Um. When I when it was when it was two stools in here. Yeah. I'm. It messed up my back in a way that I can't begin to explain. I mean, I literally would stand like. I ended this. up seriously doing the show three yeah. weeks in a row on that stool. I ended up in physical therapy. I, I ended completely up with believe a, it. Yeah. And by the way, you, you explain that. Explain that to your business partner because there definitely seemed to be a little bit of judgment when I said this ain't gonna work. You're gonna have to order a chair. Right. So I'll let you explain that. That this is. I got no response when I wrote him last week and oh, said, yeah? "Hey, is there is there a chance he, in the budget that he, we got to he said, no res- crickets?" He said, "Crickets." It was weird because what he, he said went to on me vacation. Is, yeah, he said no, and also we're hiring someone to come in and whip him next week, which was really odd, but. I don't know. Whatever you're into, I don't kink shame. I want to make that abundantly clear. Whatever you're all about, you go ahead and do it, sir. That's the way that it goes. Yeah. Now, I, the problem for me is going to be a little bit later on the day when I'm out knowing's Mills working an all day long volleyball tournament, and the moment hits me, and I'm like, Ah! I should have made Stan sacrifice his back. I wasn't going to sacrifice. I, I was going to stand up. I'm fine. I'm fine. I promise you. I'm 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 younger than you are. I can survive. But this. I'm loving this. Oh, it's a great chair, isn't it? It's a great chair. Yeah. 
All right, today's show. Uh, you know what? Actually, you have had a busy week. I know uh, you and Gary hooked up with Vinny Serrato last night. Very good interview with Vinny Serrato. We reviewed and previewed the Ravens season. Uh, and, you know, Vinny um, is so strong on football talk. I mean, having an ex-GM, uh, you know, the fact that he worked a chunk of his career under one of the worst human beings on the planet, uh, Dan Snyder, shouldn't be a knock against Vinny. But, boy, our, our market is better for having him around here to explain certain real facts of life about football. I'm not saying the media people can't talk intelligently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a difference, you know. I mean, when I listen to Mike Preston, I sort of bow and say, Mike really knows his football. But Vinny really knows his football and communicates it very well. So we thank him uh, for spending some time with Gary and I. I did an interview with uh, Sandy Siegel of Chesapeake Urology. They've got their big Sanford J. Siegel um, prostate cancer run walk uh, coming up next Sunday, a week from this Sunday. And by the way, no competition with the Raven game because it starts 8 in the morning. You can do it. Be out of there by 9.30. Mm-hmm. Won't impact your ability to get down to the Ravens game. And a little bit earlier in the week, we brought in Danny Black via Zoom. Uh, Danny's going to be a content contributor on your show once in a while. I'll Zoom with him once in a while, and he's going to write for us a little bit. Very knowledgeable in this world of sports collectibles, which is going like, you know, the idea when I was a kid – the idea of collecting some things, it wasn't that daunting to, to go, hey, I'll just keep buying a pack of baseball cards until I get sure. the ones. Today, it's just hugely expensive just to even get your feet wet in the collectible world. It's fine. Those shows right now, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash video, or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, and you, Ross, and Jim Duquette on Monday, correct? That is correct. Jim Duquette, uh, 6 o'clock on Monday. When we come back in, Jackson Holiday, you've heard of him, number one overall pick. He's down at Delmarva right now. We'll talk to him next, Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co hosts, Glenn and Rita. Where's Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 20th at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialists. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle, take it away, boys. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Glenn Clark, Stan the Fan Charles with us here on a Friday edition of the show, and it's a pleasure for us to head down to the shore. This man, the number one overall pick in the MLB draft, and now with Delmarva Shorebirds as they are winding down the season. He is Jackson Holiday, and he's with us now here on GCR. Jackson, it's Glenn and Stan. It's great to have you back on the show. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, Jackson, can you hear us okay? All right, Griffin, why don't we try to figure out what's going on there? We know he called. We know that part. We know that's true. He was there for sure. We will see if we can't get that figured out and understand what's going on. We will try that one more time with Jackson Holiday, the number one pick in the MLB draft. Jackson, can you hear us all right? I can hear you guys. Awesome. Can you hear me? We can hear you great. Thank you for taking the time for us, man. Hey, we, yeah. we chatted with you just before the draft. I, I don't know if you remember it, but... Can you take me back? Did you know at that point, like, did you, were you kind of smiling the entire time because we were talking about Baltimore and you were like, dude, I can't tell you this, but I know I'm about to be a Baltimore Oriole. Uh, I can't say that I knew. Okay. Um, it was a little bit of a, of a surprise for, for everybody, and um, I'm glad that, that it happened. I couldn't be uh, 
happier in the, in the situation that I am right now. When did you know? Just like when was it really the day of the draft? Like, would you really go into the day like, man, I still don't know how this is going to play out? Or did they tip you off maybe a little bit beforehand to try to get something worked out? No, I uh, I didn't know until until you guys knew. So uh, wow, it, it was really... exciting for me, and uh, I think my dad was was the only one that knew for for about thirty seconds before we did. Jackson, this is Stan Charles, Stan the Fan in Baltimore, and uh, I was at your press conference, and I asked you the same question that day. Uh, Mike Elias, after drafting you, uh, held a, a, a quick presser with the local media here, and he said that we were so impressed with this kid from where he came from last year, where he would have been like maybe 25th to 30th, to being the guy that we thought was in the conversation and the guy we wanted at number one. I asked you the day of your press conference here, what kind of plan did you, your dad, and maybe your uncle Josh devise to get you from 25 to 30 to be in that conversation to be 1-1? Me and my dad just kind of, we wanted to grow steadily, so not trying to make, like drastic jumps or, or anything mm-hmm. like that and just kind of growing myself as a as a person and, and being more mature and trying to get stronger each and every day to, to hopefully put me in this position going into into the high school season. And um, I've told lots of people that, that I did online school to, to kind of help me hopefully put me in this situation and um, all the <laughs> the hours of of not going to school and, and being able to, to train and, and, uh, and work on my, and work on my game at all. I got one follow-up that I didn't ask you that day. The accomplishment of having done that, what kind of extra confidence does that put in your, in your pocket that you know you've got this ability that when you put your heart and mind to something that you can do it? It's neat. It's neat. It's exciting, especially for a, uh, Coming off off this season and, and being able to to go home with everything that that I've learned here and um, and have a little break to just kind of focus on getting stronger and um, kind of develop me my game even more going into into spring training is it's very exciting for me and um, it, it's a lot of it it helps a lot to have that to have that um, that confidence knowing that going out there each and every night that, that I'm here for a reason and, and trying to help my team win. He is Jackson Holiday. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. If you're maybe headed down to the beach this weekend, trying to squeeze one more beach weekend in, I'd encourage you to stop by and see the Shorebirds' final home stand this weekend, including a beach towel giveaway tonight, fireworks tomorrow night, fan appreciation day on Sunday. One more chance here to check out the Delmarva Shorebirds and Jackson Holiday. Um, Jackson, I remember the conversation we had before the draft. We were we were having some fun with how kind of unique your um, your circumstances were, and the guys that you got to spend a lot of time with, and the guys that you know kind of came and lived with you, and and just opportunities that were a little bit different. Do you plan on continuing any of that? Like, obviously, you have you know your dad is there at all times, but like this off season, have you already made plans to spend time with someone else? Have you already thought about? what it is, or do you need to maybe get away from baseball for a minute, given everything that you've been through this season? Um, not yet. Not yet. I think I want to say a few people are coming to, to hit with my dad, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So uh, I kind of hope so. So I can 
see what they're what they're working with and be able to watch that. So uh, not yet, but I definitely don't need a break. Baseball is something that I've always enjoyed and uh, something that I plan on on doing for a really long time. If I could, when you when you talked about your excitement to be an Oriole, I I, I get that one we're getting drafted is going to be exciting no matter what, and going number one is going to be exciting no matter what. But is that a reflection of what you see has been happening in this organization and the role that you can play in it and the opportunity that might exist that maybe would be a little bit different than going to another organization that would be picking around number one? Like, it's very rare that the team picking number one is also in the throes of a playoff race. Yeah, it's it's very, very exciting. Uh Every day before before we play, we watch we watch the highlights of the of the big league game, and um, it's very exciting to to be in an organization that is definitely heading in the right direction all the way from from Delmarva to to the major leagues. We're uh, we're all playing well, and and there's a bunch of talent in the organization, and um, the coaches are are great and um, definitely um, supportive and kind of fit right into the mold of, of my game and um, I'm very very excited to be here and looking forward to many more years. Jackson there's always this talk when when you're talking about the son of a former major league player who was really damn good your father was one of my favorite players um, that boy he's around the clubhouse it, it taught him so much about baseball what about just when your dad would come home when things may not have been going that well, what did you learn from that? Um, that's something that, that I tell people often is like, he never took the game like home. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was the same person each and every day. And, uh, he was a great dad and, and still is a, an unbelievable dad. And I, I mean, I'm very grateful to, to have him and, and learn how he handled failure. Cause there's, there's a whole lot of failure in baseball, and um, just to to see a, a really great example on how to do that has been very um, helpful for me. This video that it was making its rounds, and I'm sure you got sick of seeing um, of you hitting the ball at the in Colorado around the All Star break, and and were you five years old at that point? Was that what it was, uh, or maybe three? I don't know. I think maybe three. Three. And by the way, with the with this, and of course, everybody's seen the video with the sweetest swing that you'll ever. You're like, how is this possible? Do you remember how old you were when you knew? Like, Jax, do you? Because obviously, at that age, there's no way you can possibly know. But do you remember the first time that you like realized? Oh, oh my God! This isn't just what my dad did. Yeah, like, I'm pretty good at this. I, I'm better than the average kid <laughs> is at this. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was a certain time. I've always this has been my goal as long as I can remember, but I don't know if there was a certain time where I was like, Oh, I can, I can do this. But, um, baseball is just something that, that I always want to do. If it was being drafted and as the first pick or, or going to college or, or doing whatever, but, uh, baseball is just something that, that I've always been passionate for. And, um, I really enjoy playing it. Jackson, I just got one more for you. Uh, as good as you are, as good as any player is, there's parts of their game that they could improve. If you judge yourself objectively, what's the one part of your game that you think you could use some help in? Um, I really want to just improve in everything. If I was if I was ready, I would. I'd be in the major leagues right now. So uh, 
I feel like there's always always stuff that you can improve on, but personally, I, I enjoy trying to get better at every single part of the game. And um, I want to get stronger and faster and get better at defense and um, being able to, to drive the ball all over the park. I keep hitting the wall. So uh, try to get stronger this off season and, and be able to, to hit for a little bit more power um, coming up. Just another couple of minutes here with Jackson Holiday of the Delmarva Shorebirds. Again, the final homestand of the season this weekend down at Purdue Stadium. Um, Jackson, I remember us talking about like the pressure. You know, this is this is the place where Cal Ripken played shortstop. This is the place where you know Jorge Mateo is playing a hell of a shortstop at the moment right now for the Baltimore Orioles. You, I loved what you said about it. Then I was wondering if you could reiterate just the way that you handle the concept of pressure, being the number one overall pick, knowing you're in the spotlight, you're being talked about as the guy that might maybe now be the final piece of putting together a World Series puzzle. You're a puzzle. You're a young man. How do you handle all of that? Um, I'm just trying to take it day to day and not not put too much pressure on myself. Just go out there and and try to help my team win. It's, what I think is most important, and um, kind of once you get down to the to the minor leagues, it all it all resets, and you got you got to play good at certain certain spots, and um, and uh, move up in in the rankings. So uh, I'm just trying to go at it day to day, and um, just trying to help my team win, I'm putting quality at bats together, and trying to play good defense. So uh, just not trying to think too much about it and just going out there and, and playing like I have been my whole life. Jackson, we've got you on the show, and, of course, we wanted to talk to you. Tell us a little bit, do, at the level you're at right now, do you see some guys you look around and say, boy, we really got some talent coming up through the system? Yeah, definitely. There's uh, a <laughs> even at, even at Loe, there's some guys that will still blow you away. So uh, we've got a bunch of really – Really good players in, in draft class, and um, it's very it's very very exciting to see. And hopefully, I get to to play with them for a long time because they're they're a whole lot of fun. Any pitchers? Yeah, I I really enjoy watching a lot of the draft guys. Uh, Trace Bright is is really fun to watch, and and all of them have done have done really really well. All right, this is the this is the question. So whenever somebody is drafted out of high school, the thought is it might take a little bit longer. I, I'm going to guess, knowing you, your mentality, that like while you're not going to rush anything, you probably don't think that this is a three- to five-year path for you to get here. <laughs> um, like how, how do you draw out your own timeline? How do you envision, hey, this is where I want to be. These are my goals. When we start the season next year, I want to be doing this. How do you handle all of that? Um. I really enjoy watching watching Bobby Witt play and how he kind of handled everything, kind of being the second overall pick and out of high school. So, I'm I've been lucky enough to he uh, he's messaged me a few times. So that's, um, cool. that's someone that that I enjoy watching and kind of want to follow it in the same path uh, through the minor leagues and um, just just like I said, playing each and every day, going out there and, and taking it at bat to bat and. Um, It'll it'll all pan out eventually. I mean, by the way, 2020 season when you're only 2020 20, or 22 years old, that doesn't seem so bad. That seems like maybe a, a path that you might want to follow upon of uh, getting to that point. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jackson sure. Holiday, great to chat with you again, man. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, where can Orioles fans be giving you a follow? Either or. 
<laughs> so doesn't really matter. So Jackson Holiday is on Instagram, and you can follow him there at Jackson Double Underscore Holiday Seven. Correct? I'm gonna be wrong. So I don't, oh, I don't you don't. Really oh, that's know. that's why. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I believe that's it, and I believe it's at J underscore Holiday 7 on Twitter as well. I appreciate the fact that you've got bigger things to worry about, my man. I certainly understand that. Really appreciate the time, Jackson. Thank you for doing this, dude. Yeah, thank you, guys. Jackson Holiday, uh, number one overall pick, and obviously down with uh, Delmarva for uh, one more weekend, an opportunity for you to get down and see the number one pick in the draft as well as uh, other members of the Orioles draft class as – they uh, they wrap up their uh, their minor league seasons and look ahead to 2023. Where do you think he starts next year? You think I mean, he starts I at Aberdeen? Aberdeen? I would assume yeah. Aberdeen. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason that he would be back at Delmarva. Right. right. I, I mean, I say that, right? Like, I mean, if if he did start there, it would be like probably for three weeks right. or something like Correct. that. Correct. I think know. the priority is Aberdeen to Bowie next year yeah. and that they start looking at 2024 as, as yep. Norfolk and yep. – you know, let's let's see from there. Interesting that he references Bobby Wood Jr. I didn't know about that relationship. Of yeah. course, it makes sense. Two sons of major leaguers and guys that would be connected. It makes all the sense in the world that there would be a connection between Bobby Witt uh, and and Jackson Holiday. So that's an interesting path for him to follow. And you know, Bobby Witt obviously got off to a really brutal start to the season this year. And yet, had a great opening day, but then right, sort of tumbled. Really, yeah. But then look at how things have kind of come yeah. around for him. Yeah. Uh, 20 home runs, he's at least 27 major league stolen he's, bases. Yep. He's proving that he belongs yep. at a young age. He's a couple years younger than Adley Rutschman. Um, he's proven that he belongs here. And that's with where the, where the Royals are, just fine. They were able to work through some of those growing pains with Bobby Witt Jr. and came out swimmingly very fresh on the other side i was going to ask him this but i didn't want to embarrass you he's wearing number 13 at delmarva what number did he wear in college griffin do you know oh god of course. he well he was in he went to high school i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah. do you remember he's, ever seeing his uniform what number he wore i, I can try to find it okay uh, at Colleyville Heritage High School. No, I'm looking at Bobby Witt. Sorry, okay. yeah, I don't know why it is that I'm looking at. Anyway, I, I would have asked him if. Yeah, it's if, important. If, yeah, you can't if, have any of these numbers in this. No, is he super? Clearly, he's not superstitious. Manny, no. Manny wore thirteen. Looks like mm-hmm. number twelve. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. It's taken by Ruth well, Ned Odor. Right, not going to be available, unfortunately. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually his perfect game number, like when he was in the perfect game. So we don't know what, what his high school number was. We're, we're very, this is definitely a stand the fan concern. That the rest uh, of I us, see seven. I see seven actually stand. Okay. Seven. All right. Yeah. That would be a decent. That, that's available. I would, I, would, I would be all right. Now, wait a second. I never know what numbers you don't like for odd reasons. Are you okay with seven? Seven would be very good okay. for him, right. yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make the sure. The Orioles have never had really a great number seven. The reason I think it's been out of rotation is because Cal Sr. wore seven. Oh, right. He wore 47 initially, Mm -hmm. but then he switched to seven. And I think out of honor of Cal Ripken Sr., they've never – can you remember the last player you ever I'm, saw? I'm sure that it's been in, but I don't. It's I don't think point. they've used it since Cal Senior passed right, away. I will, I will double check on that. Yeah. Hey, today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. 
until Sunday afternoon. You can still get down there, make a $50 football bet, and you, if you're signed up for live rewards, are registered for the FanDuel Combine coming up Sunday afternoon. The best way... That means you, to, you go to the Combine no, this year? No, 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 no. This oh. is not about that. It's it's You're going to be able to watch and bet on the game Sunday during week one, during right. the afternoon games, with food provided in the hall at live, right? With great giveaways, great prizes throughout the day, contests. It's just an. But awesome you got to sign up for that live rewards. You got to make. Card. You got to be a live rewards member, and you got to make a fifty dollar football bet. Now you don't have to do it today. If you say, "Hey, I'm. I'd like to be there on Sunday." It's very simple. Get there early. Show up at about eleven thirty. Go over. Make your bet, and then say, "Point me to the hall at live," because you're in for the FanDuel Combine on Sunday afternoon, which will be the best atmosphere. The truth is, it's going to be a packed crowd in the FanDuel Sportsbook on Sunday. It's going to, If you've never been to the Hall at Live, it is a giant theater. It is where Jerry Seinfeld comes to play. It is, it is a concert hall. And so they're using that space, the FanDuel Combine, in order for you to be more comfortable. Plus, they're providing the food in the FanDuel Combine. They got you covered. And there's huge grand prizes which i believe includes a trip to the super bowl and uh even other you know big prizes throughout the course of the day uh pat mcafee autograph footballs things like that it's just going to be the coolest way for you to hang out and watch the game are they giving away glenn clark uh, autograph football ah uh, you know it's really weird uh they tried and people said you couldn't sign the football yeah. you didn't know how to well i've got a i've got an exclusive deal with someone else unfortunately <laughs> so i wasn't able to hey do that. um that live rewards card though do you have to be there to get a lot live rewards can, card or can you, you sign up you can online? sign up for live rewards anywhere but you have to make the bet in person obviously but i mean but you can get the live yes, rewards you can sign online. up for live rewards wherever you want to sign up for okay. live rewards um but it, for this you know if you're saying hey i'll sign up for live rewards well you can do it while you're there you yeah. can you can when you go to make your bet you can also sign up for live rewards while you're right there you don't have to do anything ahead of time you can show up on sunday walk up to the window and say i want to sign up for live rewards i want to make a 50 dollars bet i want to hang out for the FanDuel Combine today, and it will all be taken care of. It is as simple as that. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio. Uh, got a couple of responses to the conversation we had about Joe Flacco. Thomas says, I want the Ravens to win 52-0. Then I want both teams to win all the rest of their games all season <laughs> long and for Joe Flacco to play well and for them to meet in the AFC Championship game where I want the Ravens to win 77 to nothing. <laughs> And I spoken like a true fan. I understand what it is that Thomas yeah. is saying. Like I, I think one of the reasons why people have said, "Hey, I want to see Joe Flacco play well on Sunday," is because they want to see him maybe like hold on to the job throughout the course of mm-hmm. the season, and that gives him a chance to do that. I again love Joe, just not my priority. All right, uh, our next guest has done something really cool uh, for this month, where he has partnered up with Versus Cancer to try to help raise some money for the fight against pediatric brain cancer. He is, of course, Orioles infielder Taryn Vavra, and he is back with us here on GCR. Taryn, it's Glenn and Stan the Fan Charles. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. Tell me about getting partnered up with Versus Cancer and why this was something yeah. that, that meant something to you specifically that you said, I, I want to get involved and try to collect a donation for every hit that I get this month. Yeah, so um, this is something that um, my agent has been uh, you know, known to do in the past is get involved with this uh, organization, and um, he's had nothing but good things to say, and uh, this is the first year where 
he presented me um, with the opportunity, and I thought, you know, I'm on a pretty, pretty great platform to be able to do something and raise, uh, um, you know, awareness and and money and and uh, you know, hope uh, fund any research or support any families I can. So I jumped right out of the opportunity, and um, you know, those that uh, this organization has been great to me since they've, uh, you know, been been pretty awesome. So um, happy I've done it so far. Hopefully, I can get some um, money uh, going for them. So that's the other thing, too, is that they're going to match whatever Taryn does, but you have the opportunity as well to get involved. And if you go to Taryn's uh, Twitter page, which is at Taryn Vavra 2, the number 2, at Taryn Vavra 2, it's pinned right there. It's the first tweet you see. There's a link, and we'll retweet it as well at Glenn Clark Radio for you to go and make your own pledge, your own donation to support this fight. Taryn, after making this announcement, did you hear from anybody that's maybe been affected, um, that, that was appreciative of it? Did you get the response that you got? What did that mean to you? Yeah, the response was really kind of overwhelming. I mean, it, was, it was awesome. Um, you know, it was something that was an easy decision for me, and I didn't really think twice about it. And then, um, you know, once it started getting posted and people started coming to you with the story, it's like, wow, this is, you know, even cooler opportunity than I thought of at first. And, um, you know, fortunately, I've been, I was able to go over um, – to the children's hospital um, a couple days ago and and get to meet a, uh, a cancer patient there a pediatric cancer patient there and uh, we were able to play some video games and that was really cool and wow. uh, it just made me you know really uh, kind of embrace uh, um, what I'm doing a little bit more and and just so happy that I was you know presented with this opportunity and and thankful that I did it. Taryn Vavra is our guest and uh, we thank you for uh, sort of explaining your involvement with that. I was just wondering how you think things are going right now for you uh, at the big league level. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm happy to be on this team and and, and be winning. Uh, you know, early on I was uh, contributing a little bit more, and that was obviously uh, you know really awesome. Um, I haven't been you know playing as much lately, and that's you know that's okay because our team uh, we just you know want to keep winning. You know, and that's what this level is all about. And, um, you know, we're trying to, you know, vie for a playoff spot and I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win. And if that means, you know, serving in a little different role this time of year, that then I'm more than willing to do it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn as much as I can, um, even from the, the opportunities where you know, I'm not on the field, but when situations come up, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get better and get better in that aspect because, um, hopefully, you know, this team and this organization is going to be back in these situations, uh, you know, in the years to come. Taryn, take us back to when you were traded for by the Orioles. They gave up Michael Givens, and we ended up with you and Tyler Nevin. What were your thoughts then? Oh well, that was that was a, uh, you know just a weird year for for everybody in this country, just with COVID yeah. and, and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was actually at home at the time. Um, the Rockies didn't have me out at their alternate site, and um, so I was just at home and got a call, kind of kind of pretty you know, far removed from baseball, obviously you're, you're training and stuff, but you hadn't played a season. And, and, uh, when the farm director called, it was kind of the last thing, uh, you know, on, on my radar, I thought it might be, uh, you know, something else or like come out to the alternate site or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, he said that we, you know, they traded you or we traded you and, um, you're going to go uh, to the, <laughs> you're going to go to the Orioles, um, alternate site and, and, uh, be part of that. And this is a great opportunity for you. And, uh, we think it's, you know, a good thing for your career. And, you know, it just, it was kind of a whirlwind because, um, you know, you, you, you kind of get accustomed to the things, you know, and I was, you know, familiar with the Rockies and then, 
Um, I knew that the Orioles were kind of in a different state uh, of the organization at the time. And um, but once I got over here, you know, it was nothing but excitement, and you could just see the 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 trend of the direction that this organization's going and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all in on that now. I, I, by the way, I, I really appreciate what you're alluding to there because it, it was sort of the, what, what I was thinking when Stan asked that question. Like, I, I'm if I were in your shoes in 2020 and finding out that I was going to the Orioles, I hadn't, I, I hadn't thought about the whole pandemic really. Well, but I, I just just where the Orioles were at the time, I probably would have been like, Re- really, like <laughs> really, that's 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 where I'm going. <laughs> okay, did, yeah. did did you the magic of this seat? Did you have any idea? when you arrived in 2020, like maybe we're not that far away. Like, did you have any clue that you could be experiencing something like this in the middle of a playoff race within a a year and a half at that point? You know, if if I really thought, you know, a lot about it, which I did when I, you know, I was traded, um, I remember playing, um, in 2019 against Delmarva and that was a, you know, great team with a lot of talent. We got smoked, uh, with the, the actual team I was on by them. So I remember thinking like, wow, that team is really good. Um, and, you know, I think that was a year where they won, you know, a bunch of games. And a lot of those guys are the guys I'm playing with now between, you know, uh, Grayson and uh, Blaine Knight and, uh, you know, Cade and Grenier. Like, there's some there's some guys that are, you know, at the top of this um, organization uh, now, you know, in AAA and um, even, you know, cracking into the big leagues. Um, and, uh yeah, I, I remember thinking that, you know, there's a lot of talent. And then when I got over here, I mean, you just saw even more talent come in. And, you know, there's still what's happening with the drafts. And, um, you know, it's just really exciting. And, and now, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a, a you know, winning organization moving forward for a while. How about you? Has the, have the struggles that you've had offensively, have they sort of chipped away at confidence or – sort of fired up more determination um you know i think i think it definitely fired up more determination because um i think i you know started off pretty well and showed that i was capable of no doing doubt. It level um and then you know when when uh you start to struggle you just try not to rewrite the book and try to take it one day at a time and and uh take it one opportunity at a time and um, try to learn from each opportunity and that's kind of what i've been doing and you know, it's a it's a hard game, and it doesn't get any easier. And uh, at this level, you, um, you know, your uh, your mistakes can be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, exemplified a little bit more. So you got to be a little bit more, um, you know, uh, particular, and you got to be ready to go and and be able to adjust a little quicker. And that's something that I'm I'm still working on, and I think I'll, I'll get better with going forward. But definitely don't think it's you know chipped away at the confidence. I think it's more so just you know little fire under me to know that okay if i want to stay at this level and i want to you know contribute uh, on a big scale got to keep working knowing that your opportunities might be less than they were three weeks ago right now with so few games left in the season how do you keep sort of an even keel when you get those opportunities Mm. that you don't try and make too much of them rather than just be what has made you successful all along well, I think it starts with the guys in the locker room, the guys that are, um, you know, sur- surrounding you. And um, we have a lot of, you know, professionals in, in this in this locker room that know how to go about their business. And I think they're the ones that kind of keep everyone even keeled. And, um, you know, that's that's really what, what kind of helps you kind of calm down is knowing that, you know, everyone uh, 
is in the same boat and we're, we're all cheering for each other and um you know win or lose we're we're going to support each other and 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 that makes those those uh you know those big moments um you know a little bit more uh a little bit more relaxing one more question for me uh, we hear, we, we notice how well Chris Holt has done on the pitching side. We really know Chris Holt is sort of the face of the organizational pitching effort. Can you talk a little bit about the guys you're working with in the organization and how the Orioles use some analytics and letting you know what you need to do to be better? Yeah, I think, uh, up here, our hitting coaches are, do a great job of um, getting with the analytics team and just, you know, relaying every every bit of information we can. Um, and if there's anything else, um, that, you know, that we're looking for, um, we can go to them and, and they'll do everything they can to get us the most amount of information possible. Um, when I was in the minor leagues, you know, we have a great we have a great system as far as our hitting coaches, and coordinators, and um, even even analytic guys now at every level. Um, that can get us that same information. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just something that was new when, when I got traded over here, we didn't, uh, you know, have his analytics department with the Rockies. So it was something that was new to me. Um, but it's definitely something that now uh, I'm definitely taking advantage of and, and trying to make the most of. You know, you were just talking about a second ago. Taryn Vobber, just another minute or two with him here on GCR. And again, we want you to support what he's doing with versus cancer and the fight. Uh, against pediatric brain cancer, and, and we have linked it out at Glenn Clark Radio for you to get involved. Um, Taryn, what you talked about with you keeping even keel and the veterans on this team, I imagine that sort of permeates, right? A week like this, we were talking earlier, obviously it was a tough week for you guys against the Blue Jays, but I, I imagine that, that you guys, everything you've been through, it, it doesn't, like, obviously you guys don't walk in today like, ah, well, it might be over. It just might not work out for us. I imagine that everything's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the exciting part is, um, you know, that team we just played, we've, we've beaten, um, you know, a good amount in the last month leading up to it. And, uh, you know, we get to, we get to play them again, um, a few more times. So we'll have our opportunities to get, you know, get those games back. And, um, the, the thing that we've kind of, you know, talked about in the locker room is there's really no pressure on us. I mean, we're not, we're not supposed to be where we're at and, uh, at least not yet. And, uh, that's, that's the exciting part is, you know, we're, we can go out here and, and uh, keep playing our game, keep playing, keep doing what we've been doing, and and uh, put all the pressure on them because uh, we got uh, we got nothing but fun to be had, and no doubt, and hopefully games to be won. No, it's been it's been unbelievable, man. It's been a magical season. Uh, you know, just in the spirit of what, are are you aware of the story of Mo Gabba? Obviously, when you arrived in this organization, it was after Mo had passed. But being around Trey and being around this team, are you at all aware of Mo's story? Um, I'm not, I'm not as, uh, as aware as I'd like to be, but I've heard, you know, incredible things. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's something that I hope, cause it does really fight. It, it walks really hand in hand with what it is that you're doing. We're going to, we're going to try to make sure you find out more about Mo and what he was all about, because it really does go hand in hand with what you've partnered up with, with the uh, supporting, uh, pe- pediatric brain cancer, Mo a different type of cancer, yep. but, uh, it, it's yep. a wonderful thing. Taryn Vavra, really grateful for what you're doing, man, and, and really amazing that you took some time to go over and, and spend it. I, I just uh, tweeted it. We retweeted the video of uh, you going over and spending time at the University of Maryland Children's Center. And that whatever you do on the baseball field means a lot, but that means so much more, and I know you know that. 
Um, thank you for doing that. Uh, congratulations on getting here, on being a big leaguer, and we look forward to seeing more and more in the coming years from you. Appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, Taryn. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Stay in that strike zone, Taryn. Taryn Vavra joining, <laughs> joining us here on GCR. Uh, and again, love what he's doing and uh, supporting the fight against pediatric brain cancer. That is a wonderful thing. Got off to a terrific, terrific well, I mean, start. They, with, with the start that he had, it was better be in a lineup every yep. day. You know, yep. he needed to play second base. He needed to be the guy. Um, and this, you know, the, the, again, the, the game of baseball just—it's all about making adjustments and not getting overwhelmed when the bad times happen. No and he's one for his last thirteen, seven strikeouts, no walks. That did not look like the way Taron Vavra's play in the big leagues was going going to go you know well, three weeks ago we again, wanted him in the lineup it might be day. that in two weeks you know he has a couple of good games and we say hey yep. maybe you need to get Terrence bat back in the yep. lineup at that point um we are winding down again it, it's a weird day today so winding down hour number one of today's show but I'm not going to be around that much longer, and yet I'm going to be around for the entirety of the show. It's just a weird way that things are going to go today. God, for a second, I thought you knew something about oh that I'm, go- I'm just gone, I'm gone, gone, yeah, 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 right. I'm not going to. Or the Chuck Sapienza, <laughs> yeah, right. made the steal <laughs> official. I don't, I don't think that's coming. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by uh, this one's brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. Which is truly a Didn't hidden. You do the Tyus Bowser we were just show there, there for the Tyus Bowser show. It's truly a hidden gem in our community. It is an amazing, amazing venue. The 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 microbrews unbelievable. The food, the Bavarian style menu, out of control. I had the sausage platter the other night with the pickled onions. Oh my, that was good. Uh, uh, Tyus, of course, doesn't have to play on Sunday. So they brought Justin Houston a giant pretzel, and Justin was like, dude, I, I can't. I got to play on Sunday. Tyus was like, I don't. <laughs> so Tyus. Um, When's Tyus think he's going to play? I mean, he's hopeful for after the, you know, he's, he can't play the first four, four weeks, weeks, obviously. But he he's, should be ready then. You know, he's hopeful. And he, uh, he was out working out on the field this week, which is a good sign. And, um, you know, nobody can see the future. Nobody can know with certainty, but he's hopeful that it would line up, that he'd be able to come back as soon as that time is over. So and, we'll see. And you really like that place to go? Oh, it's, an, ama- it's yeah. an amazing location. And they are now open seven days a week starting on Sunday where they will be hosting a kickoff party that includes 10% off for everyone wearing football gear on Sunday, $5 half liters, cocktail specials, and more. they got a big Oktoberfest party coming up as well. On September 24th, go to guilfordhall.com in order to find out more. Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Um, Stan. So, wait a minute. I just got to ask you, when you say show up in football gear, so if I brought shoulder pads that would work, and a helmet? Just a T-shirt would be fine, too, okay. Stan. You don't all have right. to go that far. Cleats. Uh, Dave says, Glenn, we know how much you hate all the unwritten rule stuff. What does Stan think about what occurred the other night between the Orioles and Blue Jays? Um, I don't know that this, I, I, it caught me off guard. You know, there was apparently all this chirping going on between, uh, Baker, Brian Baker, yeah. Brian Baker and Teoscar Hernandez. Hernandez. I, I didn't think it crossed any, uh, lines, but it looked like Baker when he struck out somebody, yeah, he, he, a, he started motion and the chirping was going on. It seemed rather infantile to me. Not that it crossed any lines. I just don't. All of it, I think it's 
I, if somebody wants to do whatever, I, I don't know why this would be so offensive to somebody. <laughs> like, what are you so offended by? That some, yeah. now, does it, I see the middle finger being well, offensive. Sure, yeah. saying something about someone's mother or yeah. something like that. Like, now again, there's, there's a limit to how you respond, but I just can't fathom this. Right. Like, right. that to me is an extension of being fired up about... Hey, hey, you're 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 running your mouth, but right. we we got you. So you know? it would be like if Hernandez hit a home run and he was mocking him running around the bases. But the, he was going like nice pitch or something. I like mean, that. I the, again, these guys are so sensitive and they're yeah. so worked up in the moment. Um, I I don't know, man, but I hate well, all of it. Say, you, I genuinely read, I hate all of it. Did, I hate all of this. Like just the macho stuff. It's yeah. so embarrassing. Like all these guys running out on the field to just stand there. Like it's just so childish. Did you read the comments from uh, Odor? So that, that those Odor? weren't real. Those were not real. Oh, they, they weren't. They got a lot of traction. And he didn't and say those. Things. No, he did not actually say those things. Now I do still think that he was trying to defend Adley Rudgeman at one point. Like yeah. he was because Rudgeman was getting involved. Like and right. And somebody's got to say to Adley, "Dude, we love you. You can, when this thing happens, yeah, walk Duck the him, other way. Him. That we'll let Rugnet handle that." We'll let some of these other guys get in the middle of these things. You, you need to slink back. You need to get out of the middle of these types of situations. Um, it's all very embarrassing to me every time I see it. Like grown man babies just wandering around doing like some sort of interpretive dance like they were the sharks and the jets. Like, hey, guy, I got, you know, like it's just so ridiculous. But Look, in the end, nobody got hurt, nobody got suspended, whatever. The life went on, and they got through the rest of the series, and, you know. That's a good way to put it, hope. the Jets and the Sharks. It's, it's, it's what, I mean, it's, it's, it's everybody like just comes dance. out, and yeah, it's just it's this, like, like weird interpretive dance that they do, and I'm not saying that I would prefer for them to fight, because I wouldn't prefer for them to fight. I just would prefer that we don't have to go through any, like, that as an adult, you can take, uh, you know, stock of what the situation is and say, yeah, nothing's happening here. Whatever. Let's just go try to score some runs next inning and yeah. and play baseball. That's that's what we're here to do is play baseball. I would prefer that be the priority. All right. When we come back in, we're going to end up having to do tidbit and tubular a little bit early in today's show. Still to come in the 11 o'clock hour, Lawrence Cager, Jets tight end, Calvert Hall alum. Also still to come, Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM, who will be on the call for ESPN Radio, and segment three of the Tyus Bowser show with Justin Houston. I have no idea what order they're running in because Griffin scheduled the show. So I don't know what order it's happening in. But in some order, those three things will all occur in the 11 a.m. hour. Just wanted to remind folks, the Orioles have this three-game stand mm -hmm. against the Red Sox. Three separate start times. 7.05 yep. tonight. Bellow for the Red Sox. Bray can we, can and we save? Can we save it for totally tubular? Because oh, we're okay. about to go over that. All right, go ahead. We'll do that in a second, Stan. We'll do that when we come back in. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Glenn Clark Radio. This is the sound of seventy thousand Ravens fans cheering a win, and this is the sound of Diane Heil of Annapolis cheering her own Ravens win. Woohoo! Seats for twenty years. Last year, Diane played Maryland Lottery Raven scratch offs and won Raven season tickets for 20 years. Look for Raven scratch offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. You could win up to $100,000 or great Ravens prizes. Take it from Diane. It's surreal and it's exciting, and I literally can't wait. Please play responsibly. 
Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guildfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2020 22 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley and I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me. Right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan Charles has been hanging out in studio with us. Today's show also brought to you by the Maryland Five Star, which is coming up. Stan, you went out to the Five Star last year, didn't you? Went twice. Went two days out of the four days. Um, Very uh, unique event. No doubt about it. You can see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. I think there's only five of these, this level of events in the world. I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. I believe that's correct. Five star. Truly, uh, truly amazing thing uh, for our area. Truly incredible event. And as I keep saying, you can be uh, very upset as much as you want to be about the fact that we didn't get the World Cup. Trust me, I am still pissed off about it. But 
a lot of events have chosen our city, our state, and this region as a place where they want to be. And personally, I'm going to choose to support those events and be thankful and grateful for them and hope that uh, continuing to support them will shine a light that makes other big events want to be here. That's really glad the uh, Maryland Cycling Classic got such good yep. uh, favorable reviews and people were inter- you know interested. There in was it. a there's a huge party. I mean it was uh, yeah. it was uh, it was a great event this past weekend. All right, let's get a tidbit. Again, coming up, we'll, uh, you'll hear from Lawrence Cager, you'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum, and you're going to hear segment two of the Tyus Bowser show. Griffin's going to kind of play DJ the rest of the way. Um, but we're going to go ahead and do the stuff to wrap up the show because I got to get out of here a little bit sooner today. So let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by Glory Days Grill, where the fall seasonal menu is coming next week. In the meantime, the best wings, ribs, burgers, so much more at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com for you to get your order in this weekend. All right. So uh, in base, back to baseball news, uh, Zach Gallen is currently on a 41 innings pitched scoreless streak. It's remarkable. It is. It is actually oh, 41 and a third. Excuse me. Who is this? Zach Gallen, starting pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and so he started that on August 8th and he will be trying to, he is currently 10th with the longest act with the longest, uh, scoreless innings pitch streak, uh, since, since 1933, um, which is where stats were, I guess the, is it, I'm not sure why it cuts off there, but it, the, well, like just everything, go with it. yeah, everything before 1916 is like, doesn't count t- for some reason. Okay. Um, even though the stats are there, but so I, what I want to know is, uh, who are the, cause he is 10th. So who are the nine guys? And there are two guys he will likely pass after he gets through a clean inning on Sunday against the Colorado Rockies. So how many of those nine guys no can you name? No chance. I mean, now, wait a minute. No Th- these are major league guys? Yes, yes, major well, league guys. Oral Hershiser, yep. Don Drysdale. There you Listen go. to this guy. Yeah. yeah, That's one and two. Hershiser, okay. 59 in 1988, and then Don Drysdale, 58 innings of scoreless baseball. How about Sandy Koufax? Koufax is not in the top ten. How about, how about Clayton Kershaw? We're just going to name Dodgers. There you go, Clayton Kershaw, who uh, Zach Allen will tie with one out on uh, Sunday. Kershaw did it in 2014, 41 and two thirds scoreless baseball. And there's another guy that he is that after he gets records two outs, he will tie. Uh, who was a National League pitcher, also a Diamondback. From, How about Bob uh, Gibson? Bob Gibson, I thought. Yes, yep, there he is. He's number three. Bob Gibson. Listen to you, Stan the fan. This I know, is well, I know it's going to be a good ha- one. How about Tom yeah. Seaver? Tom Seaver, not on there. Not on there. How about I'm Jim Palmer? Gonna, not Jim Palmer. Roger Clemens. Not Roger Clemens. You said there was somebody that was a Diamondback. Yeah, somebody on Diamondback. Brandon um, Webb. There you go, Brandon Webb. I love Brandon 42. Webb. Great guy. Tried to get me to go fishing with him. I mean, it really was a <laughs> was just a great, really great dude when I was out there. Forty-two consecutive scoreless innings for Brandon Webb in the summer of two thousand seven. So, what have you guys done? You got one, two. I don't. You know, what's five, funny. That's when I was covering the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I don't even remember. remember that. Right. I don't even remember. I remember him being I amazing. I vaguely remember. I don't remember that. You want me to give you the nineteen thirty-three guy because you're not getting him. Sure. Fine. Uh, he was a New York Giant. Stan, nineteen thirty-three. Just Carl, tittle. No. Car, Carl. He was a New York Hubble. Giant. Carl. Oh, sure. Hubble. Didn't he invite, invent the telescope? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after you threw forty-five scoreless straight innings. Yeah. All right, just go to the rest of the list. Uh, well, well, no, you should be able to. No, get I got. I, we got to. I, I got to. Right. Zach Ranky is number four. Oh, Twenty fifteen. Okay. Forty. Was also a Diamondback yeah. at one point. Yeah. So these are a couple guys that, if, with another r- scoreless start, a uh, gallon could be passing all these guys. And then R. A. Dickey did it uh-huh. for the Mets in 2012, 42, 44 and two thirds scoreless innings. And then Sal Magley. 
for also the New York yeah, the New York Giants, nice. 1950. All right, very good, very good. Tubular is brought to you today by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. That was a good one. That it was, was a good one, one. I agree. Thanks. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where, again, the FanDuel Combine is Sunday afternoon, and it's the best place for you to hang out, watch, and bet on all the Week 1 games. But in order to be there, you got to get the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel before the games on Sunday, so today, tomorrow, or Sunday morning, and make a $50 football bet. And if you're a Live Rewards member, you are registered for the FanDuel Combine in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Got to get there now, get that $50 bet in, and that will be how you hang out and watch the game. Stan the Fan, you were telling us the schedule for the Orioles this weekend. Yeah, they've got a homestand uh, that they're finishing up right now, and they've got three against the Red Sox. And I just want fans to know that the three games start at different times. Friday, tonight, 7.05, Austin Voth will take the hill for the Orioles against Brayon Bello. Uh, tomorrow at 5.05 with a concert afterwards, right? right? The, struts. the Struts. Uh Jordan Lyles will go against Michael Waka. And then on Sunday, which is getaway day, the two sides square off at 105. Kyle Bradish will face Rich, former Oriole, Rich Hill. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, U.S. Open men's semifinals today start at 3 o'clock on ESPN. The first one is Kasparud, Karen Hatchinoff, followed by Francis Tiafo, the Maryland native, and one of the best stories in recent sports memory. What time will that be? It just depends on how long the first match goes. You know what I mean? Like the first match could go anywhere from two and a half hours to five hours, you know. So, so how do you tape that? In other uh, words, I want to see. You'd have to tape the entire, the entire thing. The entire thing and then fast forward. Through and the it'll first be match. on the same channel. Yeah, everything's ESPN? on ESPN. Okay. Starting at three o'clock, everything's on ESPN. So it's just dependent upon how long the first match goes. And then TFO and Alcarez will I, be the second match. I texted you about one o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah, I made it, I, it. This was the safe space. I made it through four sets. Okay. And then I passed out. I, I watched, made it through. I stayed the whole way. Watched I mean, it was one, point. It was, a, it was one of the, It was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't. First of all, those two dudes, their styles make fight. Alcaraz is. I've been trying to tell everybody. Alcaraz is the truth. Alcaraz is not a Sitsipas. He's not a Zverev. He's not a team. He is a star that's going to win a lot of these things. Maybe not as many as Rafael Nadal. I get. It's an easy comparison to make because he's Spanish. I don't think he's going to win 20 slams, but he's going to win five, for, uh, to me, for sure, because he's definitely going to win some French Opens in the coming years. It's his best service, and he's proving that he can do it on the hard courts as well. We'll see if he ever becomes a, a, a solid grass player the way that Nadal did, but Jesus, man, that kid is unbelievable. What he showed when he lost that uh, tiebreaker, mm-hmm. got skunked, the and then the guy was be- center was beating him handily in the fourth set for him to have come back from that moment in time was uh unbelievable if he were two inches three inches taller he'd be he'd be in that class i mean uh, he's still yeah. going to be he's still going to be he's great. still going yeah. to be a generational player he's yeah. just he's great. amazing but I'm rooting for Francis, obviously. <laughs> like I like both of those dudes, but I'm rooting for Francis. Uh, the women's final is tomorrow afternoon. Um, as Iga Sviantek fought back last night, she'll face Anz Jabor 4 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN in the women's final, and the men's final is Sunday at 4 o'clock. College football tomorrow. Uh, the big one, Morgan State and Towson, 7 o'clock. If you can't make it out, it's on MPT, actually. The You'll battle be able to watch for the Greater game. Baltimore. That's correct. 
Another local rivalry tomorrow afternoon, Salisbury and Stevenson getting together at Mustang Stadium at 1 o'clock. Uh, Gary Stein's going to fill in for me on GoMustangSports.tv. Uh, Maryland at Charlotte, 3.30. It's on Stadium. Might struggle to find it if you don't have DirecTV. I don't know. I know you get it on DirecTV. I think you get it, if I remember correctly. Hey, get a free trial to Fubo TV and okay. then just cancel That's, it after you're trying, trying too hard at that point. I'm not going that length. Uh, but Stadium is where that game is. Memphis and Navy tomorrow, 3.30 on CBS Sports Network. Bad loss by Navy yeah, last weekend. Uh, big ones tomorrow, Alabama-Texas at noon on Fox and Tennessee Pitt, 3.30 on Big Ten Network and ESPN for Kentucky-Florida tomorrow night at 7. On Sunday... I'm curious, what the, what's the line on that Alabama-Texas game? Oh, you 20 and a half 20 for and Alabama. Wow. Did it go up? I feel like it started It might have gone up. When we, when we did it, it was 20 and a half. All right. Yeah. Uh, NFL game Sunday, of course, Ravens-Jets, 1 o'clock on CBS, and then the local game will be Chiefs-Cardinals at 425 on CBS. Doubleheaders on both networks on Sunday. Fox has... Jaguars, Commanders at 1. Of course, you won't be watching that. <laughs> Packers, Vikings is their late game at 425. So two good late games this week. And then the Sunday night game, Buccaneers, Cowboys at 820. Anything non-sports-wise that stands yeah, got out? got a couple uh, new season of Cobra Kai dropping on Netflix. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I season do. 5. I can't lie. I enjoyed uh, the Cobra Kai. new movie on Netflix called End of the Road. Queen Latifah does some badass stuff. Uh, we're saving her family. All Ludacris, right. Ludacris is in it. Pusha T made a song for the movie. Looks like it might be interesting. A uh, new show called Gutsy, the, uh, the Clinton, Chelsea Clinton and Hillary Clinton travel around the world and like highlight some of the bravest women uh, and stuff that they've done. Okay. They've done so that's on Apple TV Plus. New episode of House of the Dragon and Julian Edelman is uh, going to be on. Stan loves the show Ridiculousness. Julian Edelman's going to be on there with Rob ah, yeah, and big fan. Chanel West Coast. Yeah, big fan of that. Sure. Um, by the way, have you guys seen my nephew's uh, Ravens commercial yeah, yet? Saw it yesterday. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, if you haven't, the Ravens really, shared it out they yesterday. Did a great and Josh job shared it out too. It's it's a very very cool thing that they put together. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, the Ravens have put out a statement this morning. They are not going to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson before his deadline today. This is from Eric DaCosta. Despite best efforts on both sides, we are unable to reach a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. We greatly appreciate how he has handled this process, and we are excited about our team with Lamar leading the way. We will continue to work towards a long-term contract after the season, but for now we are looking forward to a successful 2022 campaign. So the question just becomes, does it become... Any sort of distraction, any sort of issue, is there any bad blood, does that creep up at any point during the course of the year? Obviously, the Ravens still have the advantage of the franchise tag in order to continue exclusive negotiations moving forward once the season is over, but that's the deal. There will not be an extension announced today, it's the Baltimore Ravens cool. say. One, that's it. One question. What would it cost? Do they still have the ability, to, or would, he, would Lamar have the ability to take out an insurance policy sure. with Lloyds of London. Sure, 100%. So it seems to me as a good faith gesture, the Ravens could either offer to, offer pay, to for pay for that or pay for half of it. No. Say, you know, it's $10 million, we'll put up $8 million, I, you know, toward, you know, because in other words, what right. would happen if Lamar would were to get hurt, I mean, it would have to be the Dak Prescott is the proof of you can get you can have a serious injury right and, and still, still come back correct. and be top. top so the likelihood of it being that type of career-ending injury is so slim. I get there's a risk. It's so but slim, it's very but, but, slim. But it's not like so slim that Lloyd's of London says, well, "Hey, for a hundred dollars, right. we'll right. we'll you know 100%. protect you for." $200 million. All right. Um, Stan, you're on Twitter at StanTheFan. That's right. Power rankings again on Monday. 
That is correct. And, of course, you'll be hanging out with Jim Duquette on Monday night as well. Correct. And I will uh, be writing a column uh, which you wanted me to oh, write about, about the rotation. That, rotation. I like that. Yeah. That's good news. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he'll be checking in with Paul and Zach tomorrow morning on the Bat Around, which that will air correct. from 10 to noon. Tonight at 7 o'clock on 105.7, you'll hear the Tyus Bowser Show. I will be with you on Pressbox's Facebook page at halftime on Sunday for Project Game Day, and then I'm on the fan afterwards for the post-game show. So how this is going to go? Let me get all this out of the way. Thanks today to um, Stan the Fan. Thanks also to Taryn Vavra. Thanks to Jackson Holiday. Thanks to everybody you're about to hear from, Mike, uh, Michael, Mike Tannenbaum. Lawrence Cager, and, of course, segment three of the Tyus Bowser Show. We will get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Lottery, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go Ravens. Go all the local college teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State. Yeah, the whole thing. You know the deal. Now, this will be the rest of the show. Still me. Just from yesterday. I don't understand how you do that. It's amazing. It's amazing. The, the magic of recording. The video will look a little bit weird because but it's you're just... you're not going to be here. No, it'll just show... If you're staying with us on video, you're just going to see Griffin. <laughs> you're just going to see Griffin tweeting, basically. We'll still leave it up. Right. You can watch. Maybe but he'll pick his nose at some point. You're still here. You're still going to hear me. I'm just but not... But you're getting in a car and driving somewhere. Amazingly, I won't be at 105.7 The Fan tonight either when they're airing the Tyus Bowser show. Just remarkable how that works. Um... So later, Tannenbaum, later, Tyus Bowser. Right now, we'll start with Lawrence Cager, Calvert Hall alum, tight end for the New York Jets, right here on GCR. Well, as we get ready for Ravens-Jets coming up on Sunday, the season opener, it is a pleasure to catch up with a a young man from Baltimore who has made a switch. He's got a new position, and he made the team. He is continuing his career in the NFL with the Jets. He is Lawrence Cager, the pride of Calvert Hall, and he's back with us on GCR. Lawrence, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. No, thank you for having me. Hey, man, it's great to catch up with you. Um, Take me through how this all came about. So you, you, you made your way in. You got your taste. How did it come about, the jump from wide receiver to tight end? Um, yeah, so I was, um, <clears throat> I was at the uh, Browns last year, and um, my agent just told me, uh, you know, they just wanted me to come back and possibly be like a hybrid tight end, uh, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, you know, those type of guys. And I said, you know what, uh, that's kind of a mismatch, and, I, you know, I can do it. And, you know, why not? You know, I believe in myself, and let's do it. And so far as... So far, I haven't failed myself. Uh, first game, it's going to be a good test against the hometown, but, you know, it's all love and I'm ready to do it. Were you nervous at all when they presented it to you? Were you like, oh, man, I don't I don't know, it's a little bit different? Or when you use the names like, you know, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, you say, yeah, that's pretty good company to be in. <laughs> nah, yeah, for sure. I wasn't really nervous at all. I mean, kind of. Uh, I talked to the first person I actually called and got his opinion on it was our receiver coach, Miles Austin. Um, and I, I just was, I just was confident in myself and ready to do it. Cause, like you said, when you got people comparing you to those guys, I mean, why not? You know what I'm yeah, no question, no question. That is good company to be in. Lawrence Cager from Calvert Hall with us here on GCR. Um, Lawrence, what what does it mean to you that this team wanted you back, had this in mind, and put you on the fifty-three man? Like, do you feel like you're in a comfortable position? 
where I, I not only do I know I can do this, they're telling me they know I can do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, all credit goes to you know our our staff, Joe Douglas, uh, Rex, and the uh, upstairs department, my head, uh, head coach Kosala for believing me. Uh, my offensive coordinator, Coach Before, for all my talents. Uh, Coach Ron Middleton really for staying on me and getting me acclimated to being a tight end, and not only just being a receiver, but learning how to block and acclimated to the blocking in the system. Um, you know, without those guys and the support from, you know, my other teammates and my circle, my family, my agent, um, you know, it's all in a group effort. You know what I'm saying? And um, when you have people that believe in you and you believe in yourself to the ultimate, to the ultimate degree and know how hard you work and know that ultimately God is not going to fail you whatever path it is. So you, can, you know, you never have your head down or have second guess second doubts on yourself so that's all I really took um still have that tip on my shoulder that you know I want to draft it but hey I'm here and well, it's time to go that's all that matters that's all that matters at this point no doubt uh Lawrence you know you referenced that you know you you went undrafted you, you you're a kid from Baltimore right and I know that you got the opportunity to go to Miami to go to Georgia but like not every kid from here gets that opportunity does does that help like all the adversity that you faced in your life that you say, dude, you know, switching positions, right? Like that's nothing for me. I'm good. I've already been through all of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I was just, I was just talking to my uh, teammate CJ Obama the other day, just saying, you know, like really honestly, tearing my ACL in 2016, um, really just and going through that rehab process and having a season after that just be one of my worst seasons ever, just because of the subconscious of thinking this might be the next play I get hurt again. Um, and getting through that just, you know, helped me not fear anything. Um, and it, it, it's like I was just, uh, reading in the Bible scripture the other day, you know, God God puts up certain certain challenges in, in your life to not just go through the challenges, but to make you a stronger man from it. And I, that's what he did. And um, like I said, I... Where I honestly, mentally, I would I don't know where I would be if I didn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I just thank God for that every single day. And you know, sky's the limit. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, it lo- you know, Lawrence, you again, a kid from Baltimore. You saw a lot of Ravens. Um, I, I imagine you probably have a lot of family friends that, that have been talking about this one and thinking about this one. What what does it mean to you to go up against the team that was here that you were watching every Sunday when you were going growing up? Yeah, it means a lot. You know, basically all my family and friends are Ravens fans, so I get a lot of you know trash talk text. Uh, it's been an eventful week for sure. Um, you know, this is something that you you dream of as a kid. Honestly, you know, either either playing for your hometown team or playing against them, and. Um, no, the only way that would make it better was we were playing in Baltimore. Right. But we're playing at home, and uh, I can't. I can't wait. I got. I got a couple friends on the team. Can't wait to see them, and really just put put this uh, put what I can do on display from the first week. You know, it just happens to be the Ravens. But you know, if we were playing anybody else, just week one, just want to show to, show myself more so than anybody, but show to myself in the world that you know that I that I'm a good player. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no, and I get that that would be a big deal no matter who you were going up against, right? Like, you've got to prove yourself and let everybody know what you're all about. So whether it was the Browns or the Seahawks or whoever, it wouldn't matter. That's a big deal. Lawrence, your kid growing up in Baltimore, you, you know all about Joe Cool. You know all about Joe Flacco, and he won Super Bowls to the Ravens. You, you're with him now. He's your quarterback. 
Um, can you put into words what that means to you? Yeah, it's crazy because um, my rookie year, uh, when he first got here, I was, I'm not really one of those starstruck type of guys. But, you know, like you said, just growing up, and I, I told him, like, Joe, you don't understand that I was laying in bed watching you beat the 49ers when the lights went off. <laughs> and, like, as a kid, just hype with with a with a every jersey on. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the first thing I asked him was, like, Joe, I know you play for the Jets, but for Christmas, can you please give me a signed Joe Flacco jersey? Like, I just need it. Like, a Ravens, I, that's, I just need it. And he gave it to me. And, like, I just tell Joe every day. I tell people on the team, I'm like, bro, y'all don't understand that, like, to me, I know, like, to y'all, like, everybody, you know, if you know football, you know who Joe is and yeah. you know how good of a player he is. But as a as, as a person in Baltimore, and I tell Joe this all the time, I'm like, bro, you you don't even know how much the city loves you. And, like, I was just joking with uh, a couple players. I'm like, but it was a picture going around of Joe Cool. Like after a game, he had like a a, a varsity jacket on and yeah. shades, and everybody was just like Joe Cool. I'm like, bro, you don't understand that. I had that that picture saved in my phone for a while, <laughs> and it's just it's just so it's just it's just so it, just to me just being Flacco, just growing up watching Flacco on TV and, and and do the things he did in the postseason for the Ravens for many years is just. It's, it's still crazy to me. To that's awesome, man, dude. That's such a cool story, bro. <laughs> like that is yeah. so cool, man. What what is it now like being like? What's the best thing that you've taken from him as a teammate, as a veteran, as a guy that again is out there catching passes from him? What's the coolest thing that you've learned about how he goes about his business as a dude that's you know accomplished everything in this game? Honestly, is you can't really dwell on the past. You know, whether you make a mistake or make a good play, you got to move on to the next play. You know, what I'm saying, don't make the moment too bigger. Don't make the moment bigger than what it is. And, and that's what I really asked him. Like, Joe, how are you so cool in you know the Super Bowl and these big time playoff moments? He's like, bro, I just go out there and I just play ball. You know, what I'm saying, I just play ball like I've always played ball. And you know, if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. That's part of the game. But I'm not going to dwell on it and beat myself up about it. So that's really the biggest thing I took away from him. That's sure. awesome, man. That's awesome. Lawrence Cager, um, it, it's such a cool story, dude. And, and it's it's neat that it's working out this way, um, that you get to play against the Ravens, you get to play with Joe. You, you know how this goes, though, right? Like, we root for you. We just can't root for you on Sunday. Like, you understand <laughs> that. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody in my family has been telling me that. So I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. I, I, <laughs> At Lawrence Cager 3 on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, what about on Instagram? Yes, where, where can everybody be giving you a follow? Uh, just LC Smooth. My initials LC and then Smooth, S-M-O-O-T-H. Hey, man, congratulations, dude. Seriously. I, we can't wait to see you out there on Sunday. May you have 16 other monster games this season, just not <laughs> this Sunday against the Ravens. Thank you for taking a couple Thank of minutes for us. Thank you. All right. We are back. Good conversation between Glenn and Lawrence Cager there. Uh, you'll see Lawrence Cager suiting up that tight end for the Jets this weekend uh, when they play the Ravens at 1 on CBS. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're going to take a break here first. That'll be our last break. And then uh, on the other side of the break, uh, we are going to hear from Mike Tannenbaum, who's got the Ravens game uh, on for ESPN Radio on Sunday. Uh, so we'll hear Glenn uh, talk with Mike Tannenbaum, and then after that we will hear the final segment of Tuesday's Tyus Bowser show. So, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back on the other side of this break. 
see Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th or 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. This is the sound of 70,000 Ravens fans cheering a win. And this is the sound of Diane Heil of Annapolis cheering her own Ravens win. Woohoo! Seats for 20 years! Last year, Diane played Maryland Lottery Raven scratch-offs and won Raven season tickets for 20 years. Look for Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. You can win up to $100,000 or great Ravens prizes. Take it from Diane. It's surreal and it's exciting and I literally can't wait. Please play responsibly. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. It is Glenn Clark Radio, and I'm Griffin Bass. Stan's hanging out as well. Uh, we have another interview here that uh, Glenn was able to uh, that Glenn recorded yesterday. That is with uh, Mike Tannenbaum, who uh, will be on the call for the Ravens game on uh, Sunday he, on ESPN Radio. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and listen into that one. Ravens Jets coming up on Sunday. Our next guest will be on the call for ESPN Radio. He is, of course, former NFL GM Mike Tannenbaum, and he's with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, great to be with you. 
Um, I am really excited about this, and I think everybody in Baltimore has this unique subplot of Joe Flacco facing the Baltimore Ravens, and I, it is it adds a little juice, it adds a little something emotional to a game that maybe otherwise would look kind of nondescript in Week One. What do you make of the idea of a player, you know, being more ramped up or caring more about one particular game? It, does any of that actually matter when the game kicks off on Sunday? Not really. I mean, it's super intriguing. You know, we're covering it, looking for great storylines, and those are certainly some of them. But at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be Joe Flacco against this great Raven defense with new coordinator Mike McDonald. Um, and it's who performs the best in this game. That's really that, all that matters. I get that. And it's, it's sort of the sense I have. What do you make of where Joe Flacco might be at this point in his career? Again, with, admitting that Ravens fans are a little bit scared about this, like, revenge game concept. But what does Joe Flacco have to offer the NFL in 2022? Experience. So um, that, that's for sure. It is uh, experience. He knows what to do. He'll get rid of the ball fast. But um, I don't know if this is a great matchup uh, for the Jet offense against a really good Raven defense. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum with us here on GCR. Mike, the, the storylines with the Ravens going into this season, everything that happened injury-wise a year ago, it feels like everyone thinks – they're going to try to get back to dominant, heavy run game the way that they were in 2019, 2020. Twofold, do you sense that they can do that? And then if they can, is that a viable way to go about winning a Super Bowl? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's effective for them and it works and they can score points and more importantly, control the game. You know, you have to be able to control a game. That's something that they can do um, by, you know, um, being able to, run the ball, play action. And, you know, when Lamar Jackson's healthy, this is a really, really tough team to uh, to beat. Um, you you have a sense for exactly the way that they, I don't know, go about trying to mix in, wanting to do more dynamically? Do you get a feel for what this could look like? Isaiah Likely, obviously, being someone that has gotten a lot of attention. Do you have a feel for how they could, you know, further grow this offense around a dominant run game? Yeah, I was going to mention likely, you know, comparing him with uh, Andrews, like that's really hard to defend. And, you know, I think, look, Bateman has to come along and be a number one, which I think he can be. Um, and getting some of their running backs back from a year ago uh, that weren't healthy will, will make a big difference as well. They also have um, Kenyon Drake, who to me is a uh, little bit of an underrated player. He's so explosive. Uh, he's really good out of the backfield. Interesting. Um, so, again, yeah, there's a lot of different things they can do um, offensively to put pressure on the opposing defense. All right, uh, Mike, obviously the big subplot, and of course this is right up your alley as a former general manager, uh, the the Lamar Jackson situation and with the contract. If, if we get to the end of the day and there is no deal done and he's playing this year without a contract, does this impact the Baltimore Ravens right now at all beyond just – you know, they would have preferred to get it done. Like, when they get ready to play the Jets on Sunday, next week in November, does does it matter whatsoever to the folks in that locker room? Is this a big storyline for us, but not really for them? Yeah, I think it could be for, you know, the key is it's going to be for somebody beyond Lamar Jackson from a standpoint of, like, if his receivers feels like he's being distracted, if some skilled player, but if they're not distracted and Lamar's not distracted, that's all that matters. And it seems like Lamar's handled this with grace, dignity, and um, 
it seems like he's one of those rare people that could actually, you know, block this out to his credit. Are you surprised that we've gotten to this point? I am. You know, but clearly, you know, the, the guarantees in Deshaun Watson's contract must have a lot to do with this because beyond that, you know, the market's fully formed. We just saw Russell Wilson sign a couple of days ago. So, um, yeah, I am a little surprised. Are, do, you, do, you, do you get the sense that because we now have two quarterback deals, like the line has been drawn in the sand, like this, we, we know there's not going to be any more of these and, and, and stop fishing for fully guaranteed. It's, it's just not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's certainly the Raymond side, but in fairness, you know, you look at it from Lamar's side and he's like, Hey, I'm a league MVP. I've led this organization. And, um, why should I take anything less than Deshaun Watson who plays in the same division? So I totally get that. Like that makes sense to me. And, uh, that's why I think a deal isn't done. All right. Uh, if I was drawing up a roadmap as we only have another minute here with Mike Tannenbaum before we got to let him go, appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. If I was drawing up a roadmap for a way that the Jets, you know, I, I, I get using the word upset is stupid because it's week one and we don't know who these teams are at all. But, you know, the folks in Vegas think it would be an upset. If there was a roadmap for the Jets on Sunday to upset the Baltimore Ravens, what would have to happen? You know, I think some big plays in the Jet passing game that Joe Flacco could do. Maybe it's, you know, is it, for example, um, Elijah Moore? Uh, is it Garrett Wilson, their first-round pick? Someone's going to have to step up and make big plays because I don't think they're going to be able to uh, be able to drive the ball the long, hard way. So I think they're going to have to make explosive plays in the passing game consistently. And with Dwayne Brown's being shoulder being hurt, I just don't know if the line can hold up against what I think is a really good front seven. Obviously, there's a question still too with the Ravens and their depth in in their edge rush, right? Like that they have to prove that they can get after quarterbacks too. Which I think they can. I think they I think they've done enough in the off season to shore that up and Ode Awafe I think is a, is a really really good player and I think he's going to have a big year at Real Tannenbaum on Twitter is how you follow him Ravens Jets Sunday on ESPN Radio Mike apologies we're running late thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us ahead of the game Sunday yeah thanks so much for having me really appreciate it that was Mike Tannenbaum with Glenn they had to record that yesterday but uh, you'll be able to hear Mike on the ESPN radio call of the Ravens Jets game and yeah a lot of insight from him former GM of the Jets uh, so some good stuff there uh, before we get into uh, the final uh, as we before we wrap up the show here we'll listen to the final segment of the Tyus Bowser show with uh, Glenn and Rita or is it Rita and Glenn I'm not sure um, uh, from uh, Tuesday we'll hear the final segment of that in a couple moments and that'll be brought to you by uh, the latest issue of uh, the latest print issue of Pressbox. Uh, uh, it's available now on the cover. Bo Smoka profiles Ravens tight end uh, Mark Andrews in his path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Uh, also inside, we'll introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan as their seasons are getting underway now and everything you need to know for betting football this season, Pressbox. Uh, is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. There it is, Larger Than Life with Mark Andrews, Larger Than Life himself on the cover. Uh, And now without further ado, here's the final segment of the Tyus Bowser Show from Tuesday. And welcome back in segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Make some noise one more time for Tyus Bowser and Justin Houston. Rita and Glenn with you. 
I tried again. This word failed every time. You, you have let oh, me down. Oh, okay. Glenn every and Rita. Time, hey, man. My favorite I, part about this I, show. I bail. Oh, be quiet. I'm, I'm Listen, bailing. Be, real quick, before you get into what you got to get into. Yes. My favorite part about this show is Tyus always brings the best guests. I've been messing with Justin this whole time. He's just allowing me to like mess with him a little bit. So thanks, thanks for being a good sport over no, here. No he got his fancy Seriously. shoes on over here. Don't, I, t- I did tell him I was a Gator fan. He ain't give me too much flag. So <laughs> it's been it's been nice. You always bring the best guest ties, and everybody is just always welcome, and they have the best personality, and it makes the show really great. So we appreciate you for that. Straight I appreciate up. it. I appreciate it. That's it, awesome. It'd be hard, but <laughs> it, it's cool that. You know, they're able to take a few hours out of their time to come yeah. and support. So it's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And thank you for coming out, Justin. It's very cool. Uh, we remind everybody that the Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. Great Eights is taking care of kids who are fighting cancer right now. A couple of big events benefiting the Casey Cares Foundation. A huge event with Adafe Owe and Patrick Queen on September 26th at Vintage Vinyl in Bel Air. And then on September 27th with new punter Jordan Stout. You can find out more about both of those events by going to Great Eights Memorabilia. Dot com. That's the word great, the number eight, the letter S, memorabilia.com. Love what they're all about. Love partnering with them and the great work that they do. All right, so you were busy wayfaring and putting together a house. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And, Am- and Amazoning. And Amazon. <laughs> what was the thing you had to have for your house? Like, what was the, this is not going to be my home unless I have this? I would say with my backyard which is an amazing backyard pool lake right after i felt like the main part Yo, was we, we might need to make a trip we might need to maybe <laughs> yeah, do the man, Taz Taz come on, yeah. come party on over there yeah, party. Right? no like for real though y'all need to come down there <laughs> but um i felt like one of the main things was the right patio furniture okay i spent a lot of time out there not only just swimming and stuff but just being able to relax kind of unwind a little bit so it just it's just a great scenery and having the right furniture out there to be able to chill relax was like very important to me so i was able to get that along with a little couple of outdoor tvs to you know watch a few shows that's a couple games and stuff so that was my number one thing that that's what i'm talking about yeah. that's what i'm talking about uh yes. justin you've done pretty well for yourself in your career you've you made a couple bucks over the years have, you got it. a pool I'm, I'm actually in the uh, process of building my retirement home. Well, oh, I would nice. say my dream house. What, uh, okay. Home, okay. Like well, oh, this is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. So is your retirement place going to have a pool? Yes, it definitely will have a okay. pool. Okay. All right. What else? What, when you're building your dream house, you can have anything you want. What is it that's important that, like you said, I got it. If I'm going to live here the rest of my life. I need to have this. I, the biggest thing I wanted was a sunroom. Uh, like it's just it's made of glass. It's my own little personal space. It's added to the master suite. So when my wife and kids are on a hunt and they running through the house and they just causing havoc, I'm going to my <laughs> quiet place. This is my quiet place. I got a TV out there, so I'm just going out there and close the door. It's just going to be me in my quiet place. How many kids? I have four kids. I have a son and I have three daughters. How old? Ten, six, five, and the youngest one should be four at the end of this month. Bro, how are you living? How are you <laughs> alive Because right Glenn, Glenn and his two kids... <laughs> 
they barely coexisted. Oh my God. So that, that's why he asked you that question because they run him. I don't God. know if you know this, but Glenn's kids run Glenn. I'm exhausted. How in the world are you surviving I, this? I have girls, so they they not they really they real they grown. I, I thought I had more time with the the nail salon and hair salon. Oh, I'm no, no. You, yes, <laughs> it started at age four. I thought I had at least a 10. So at the age four, that's what they want to go to. For, like my daughter just turned four. That's her birthday gift. I want to go to the nail salon. Like, <laughs> at the age four, I'm taking her to the nail salon. So that's, that's, that's rough. But the, they quiet in the house. You give them a couple baby dolls, they go upstairs and play by themselves. Junior by himself now, it sounds like he got 20 people in the house. He boom, 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 boom. He's by himself. So if you got boys, it's different. I have, I, like, he be by himself a lot. So it's, I'm blessed. I would say that. Bro, I got, I got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old boy, and my house is a WWE wrestling house. Yes, you got two boys. That's totally different. I hear the words fart and poop every three seconds of my day. It's all that's going on in my life right now. It is rough. Uh, Tyus, if money wasn't an option, we'll go across the table. Money's not an option, location not an option. You could have anything in a house the rest of your life. What would you want it to be? I would say, I would say Greece. Nice. With a infinity pool on top of a mountain overlooking the ocean. I would normally ask why, but no, that makes sense. <laughs> it just it just feels so peaceful. I've seen so many people go to Greece, and you see the pictures, and it's like, man, I could see myself like just living here for the rest of my life. No, that know? sounds perfect. Like That's, for real, really. It that does. sounds perfect. Justin, what about you? Uh, I would like to be on the the nicest beach with the prettiest water wherever that's at. And I need like a, a Batman man cave that opens up with the water and I drive up under. Oh, oh yeah. that's, that's dope. dope. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that's, that's dope. Rita, how you topping that? I can't top neither one of them. So, but, so I'm with Justin. Like, I don't think I have a specific location, right? I don't know where it would be, but I, I need to be near water. So that's the, the biggest thing, and it has to be beautiful, right? Um, so that's overseas. <laughs> uh, but I also need a man cave, and I need a man cave with four, at minimum four TVs because I told y'all two segments ago, I am a college football fan, so I need to see all the 3.30 games, all the 7 o'clock oh, games, all, yeah. and then I got on Sundays, I got to watch the, the Sunday ticket, and I need to see the top four games on those specific days. And then when baseball season is going on, I can watch the top four of those games. But if so, you got all the money, you can just get you one of those them six TV things that connect all in oh, one. Oh, that'd be you dope. Watch, you know, one big game if like you, Super Bowl, NBA, Finals or something like that. Yeah. I, I had a TV like that was divided in, you can divide it into four games. I think it was a little too much. See, that's, that's what. Was, I was watching no. TV, I was getting cross-eyed, I was just like, I So that's why I need I different TVs. I didn't know what TVs. game I was watching. It, it was just too much going on. I think it's just, it's just one TV. I just, I'll flick it here and then I flick back. Yeah, it's just one TV. Now, all the TVs too, much. too much. I'm a top channel changer. Don't get it twisted, right? When the, what, I can flip them like the best of them, right? And I agree with you that four games on one screen is too much, because I do it during the season. Um, the ticket allows you to do that. They, they have, they'll have four games at one time and that is too much but if I have four separate TVs that makes me turn my head oh I could do that all day 
That's, that's why you go to the bar. That's why people go to the bar and watch games. I guess that's why I don't go to the bar. I need one game. I need an arcade. I am a child. Oh, that'd be dope. I need like. But what's in your arcade? It, every, what is in there is important. Are you putting Donkey Kong? Are you putting? Yes. And I'm putting. I'm putting all like Sonic. all the adult bar games in there. Mm. I'm getting a shuffleboard table. I'm okay. getting all. It's it's a combination. It's okay. basically like having a Dave and Buster's at my house, okay. pretty much, right? Like can't go I'm, wrong with that, right? Can't go wrong with that. Tell me you wouldn't want to hang out a little Absolutely. bit longer if you came over to be like. Should I be I, a main event all the time? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's why I'm spending my money. Okay. Hey, um, when uh, when my boys are going through something, we like to bust their balls about it. Mm-hmm. How are you guys with Lamar in the locker room? Like everybody on the planet is talking about him. Yeah. He's he's like a literal walking TMZ oh, at shit. the moment. <laughs> like he sneezes and it's breaking news on ESPN, yeah. and there's six dudes debating about it. Do um, you give him crap about it? Do you have? Like, how do you handle all that? I feel like for him, I just let him do him. He's a grown man, and we understand the situation that he's in, and it's going to be handled, and we just let him do him. You know what I'm saying? We're here to support him. You know, that's our guy. That's our quarterback. We want him here. And, you know, that's what I believe that's going to happen. And, you know, like I said, we just leave that to him. So we just let him do his thing. I honestly think the locker room and his house – is his safe haven. Like, he don't get judged or nobody's out looking for stuff. He get to be him in the locker room and when he go home. And anywhere else, he probably can't, I'm pretty sure he can't be him. He can't be, he can't be himself, he can't crack jokes, he can't laugh with the guys. As when he's in the locker room, he get to laugh and crack jokes and enjoy himself. And when he go home, he get to enjoy himself. So I think those two places are similar where he can kind of breathe. Because everybody in the locker room knows what he's going through. We done been around this so much he's not the only guy that actually done been in this situation so we've been around other guys that have been in this situation we understand what's going on so we just we enjoy, enjoy we enjoy having him around enjoying being with him can you believe this? Hey, can I, you I don't know her? what happened. Can you Look, y'all, my phone is not even on. I don't know what's going no. on right now. I think you've done it on purpose. I swear. What are you, what are you looking at? It's the Ravens app that just did say, this, by it, the way. It said Lamar Jackson. I just saw Lamar It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh it wasn't oh breaking God. news. I wish it was right breaking news, but I swear the Ravens <laughs> know what's going on because it was the Ravens app that just did that to me. Uh, I, th- I thought you did that, but <laughs> I, think, I think it was the Florida Gator. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a bulldog was talking. She wanted it. <laughs> Justin, uh, there's a chance that on Sunday it's going to be Joe Flacco that plays for the Jets against you guys. Um, obviously, Joe was here before, you know, we, we got to go back a little ways, right? But I'm sure you went up against him a couple of times. Um, what do you know about Joe? What would it be like going up against that dude again at this point? Uh, I'm going to treat him just like any other quarterback. I, I'm, I'm not going to take him lightly at all. I know he's – look what he done for this city. He brought this city a ring. So he, we know if he's hot, he can do, a, he can do some credible things. So we just want to keep him cold as long as possible and make it real uncomfortable for him. Is it, is it weird not knowing? Is it like weird preparing for a week not knowing who's going to play? It, it – it, it does when it's uh, when especially when they like got two different styles, but I think they they're not gonna switch up their style of offense. They're gonna run their offense regardless of who's that quarterback. I think that's the uh, a good thing we can look at this situation. They're not gonna switch up. Whereas in some quarterbacks, some teams they got a they got a running quarterback and they got a, a pocket quarterback, so they they run kind of two different offenses. So I guess in a good way, we we know what we're gonna get. 
it's not quite the same as like Lamar stepping in for Joe. Yeah, that was, yeah. Our, that, that was our huge <laughs> change. Like we, I was a part of that. I was in Kansas City, so we was like, I think oh, was it was like two games, weeks. Right. Yeah, so it was like he played. It was, that was the second week starting a quarterback. And if you watch this, the games before when Flacco was in, it was a completely different offense once yeah. they put him in. So we didn't know how to prepare. Yeah. We really didn't know was it, he was just filling in for that one game or was he starting for the rest of the season. Yeah. So that was a huge like huge change for us. Yeah, that's one of the things where you just chunk the whole entire game plan <laughs> out the window and it's like, all right, guys, we're just going to have to – we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's this game. You know, whatever happens, happens, but we don't know. Did you know that day, Justin, like how good, like we were like, yo, this dude, I, I got to get on his team at some point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Lamar, uh, he, he would tell you, after that game, I went to him and told him, I said, Lamar, you have the skills to be one of the greatest to ever play this game. Like just after that game, and I, I knew it, I've seen, I've been around, I chased a lot of quarterbacks, so I'm just chasing him and <laughs> trying to get to him. I, and seeing his talent, I know what he got and what he's capable of. And so I knew he's, I knew the first time I saw him, he was a special guy. It's cool. Definitely. That's, cool. That's real cool. Yeah. Um, before we wrap with you, I wanted to ask you something. I saw you, a video, you talking to Josh Ross a couple weeks ago, and you were talking about having a basketball mindset. Of course, Tyus played basketball at a really high level, right? We talk about basketball all the time with yeah. Tyus. What do you mean by that basketball mindset? What are you trying to impose on him? So as a pass rusher, I think a lot of guys get caught up in like, having a move in their mind before they even rush. And that I think that's kind of, in a way in my mind, I think that's the wrong idea that be, I have a move predetermined when you don't even know what the guy in front of you is really gonna do. So you have a mindset, well, I'm about to rush on the edge and this guy jumps at you. They really don't have a backup plan because you was already in your mind prepared to do this one thing. It's just like on the basketball court. Most guys don't. If you ask Kyrie or LeBron what they was doing, what they was thinking about, they, they don't tell you. They just react to a guy that was playing defense. Hmm. The whole time that you're playing basketball, you're just reacting to the guy in front of you that's playing defense. So as a pass rusher, to me, I think you should be more, more about reaction. Reacting to the guy in front of you, give, take what he's giving you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I be like the basketball mindset. It's cool. We talk about, you know, I, I don't know if you guys even pay attention to like how media talks about the Ravens, but obviously a, the pass rush has been a conversation um, because it's not so many outside linebackers. And yeah, thanks a lot, Tyus. Thanks for getting <laughs> hurt. <you're sure. laughs> and, and you came out and said, you know, you you're ready to step up and do whatever it is that the team needs to do. But are you guys? inside concerned like when you hear people talk about all oh, the pass rush situation do y'all just look at the the media and be like we good over here it's gonna be all right we definitely got that vibe going on we yeah. we stunned by nobody outside that locker room we, we we just ready to show people i know we we got a couple down guys down we ready to get tabo back and we got another uh, young guy that's gonna help us on the edge but we'll be prepared from week one i promise you <laughs> we'll be prepared did you, by the way did you call him tabo Yes, yes, I can't. I don't think we've ever heard that before. Is uh, that a thing? My, my, my bad. <laughs> Wait a second. He's giving away news. locker room names. <laughs> well, it's it's one of my um it's one of my team nicknames. I mean it makes use. sense, obviously. Yeah, it does, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm actually cool with it. You know, as long as you don't call me out of my normal name. Right. I'm not I'm yeah. not you're saying it's okay for Justin to call you Tybo, but I need to keep referring to you. As Mr. No, like, I don't, no, I'm saying I don't have I don't have an issue with you calling me Tabo. It's just when, 
you know, people try to say my actual name, Tyus, and you call me something else, Tyrus, Titus, oh, Tamaya. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, call me Tyus, or I'm cool it, with you calling me Tyus. It's not that hard to figure out what somebody's na- it's You'd be their amazed. name. You'd be amazed. No, I know. You'd I be know. amazed. It shouldn't be that. A lot of people still okay. don't know how to pronounce my name, and it's T Y U S. Four letters. Four letters, man. Hey, you'd be surprised. A lot of people don't know how to spell Houston. Really? I like, swear you're to you, they literally. Listen, they, they be like, it's like Houston, Texas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was only spelled one way, but you'd be surprised, man. I'm, I, that's just Somehow me. there's an X in there. You're something. I blame something. the schools. What the hell's going on yeah, around that's here? Bad. That's Y'all bad. make some noise one more time. Tyus Bowles and Justin Houston. Justin, is there anything we can plug for you? I don't know. I mean, you're not really a big social media guy. Like, I, I think I saw you still have an Instagram somewhere that maybe you use a little bit. It's yeah, I'll be on there a little bit. I just, uh, I'm not a big social media guy because I think that's, the social media, if it's not used for good, it's definitely used for a lot of bad these days. So now I just post a lot of Bobby verses on there. And uh, if it's not really football related, I don't post much because even, I feel like today is where you can't even post the good because there was somebody somewhere looking to turn into a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I try my best not to give them anything <laughs> to turn into a bad situation. I mean, you got enough good going on in your life. You don't need any of that. Yeah, I, I don't need you, no bro. more problems. Uh, Tyus, great to have you back, my man. Great to have you back. Happy I'm, to be back, man. I'm so excited to be doing this all season long. I want to give a big shout out to Guilford Hall Brewery for having us out here tonight. This place is amazing. The food is outstanding. Amazing. And they're going to be open seven days a week starting this Sunday with their Ravens kickoff party. You're going to want to be here. Uh, they're hooking everybody who's wearing their football apparel up with 10% off on this Sunday. Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Come out. Check the spot out. We're actually coming back here for another show later in the season. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Nice. We'll be back here uh, two weeks uh, from this week, September 20th. We will be at Skipjacks in Middle River. That will be the next Tyus Bowser show. Looking forward to seeing you guys out there. Thanks to uh, Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. Thanks to Ginsu Kamado Grills. Coming soon, the Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate to home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Rita, thank you. Love you, friends. Love you, friend. And we will see you guys back here in two weeks for the next Tyus Bowser Show.